And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Welcome to Flashback Fridays. <laughs> I am Rob. Oh, no. I'm Mike. And you're wondering why I am talking like this. I certainly am. <laughs> this is our creepy show. <laughs> that is. Yeah. Well, I just I noticed a lot of the things that we pulled, they all deal with, you know, ghosts and bumps oh. in the night. And so I tried to be, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, people are going, how the hell did I get Sesame Street on my podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Two, two podcasts. (laughs) No. Our first one is (laughs) what we think. Number six, ghosts, spirits, and physics. This is from July of 2013. Okay. This week, Sandy Burbank and David Montoya bring you another show of what they think. This week with very special guest Lacey Montoya as they tackle the subject of everything that goes bump in the night with ghosts, spirits, and physics. Physics goes bumps in the I night? I guess physics go bump in the night. Oh, sure. Now you see why I picked the voice I did. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Are you going to do this entire show? I think I should. Oh, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> I said, I, I've seen you try to act before and I said, Try? Try to act. Dude. What? Oh. I don't try. I do. Oh, sorry, Yoda. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was kind of Yoda. Yeah. Dude, I do. I do not try. I do. Oh, it's Bella La, Bella <laughs> Bella La Yoda. Yoda. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, my God. What we think. Number Play the six. <laughs> Here it is. It's Monday night, so let's find out what the fuck we think. I'm David K. Montoya. And I am Miss Sadie Burbank. And by God in heaven, we have a special guest. Now, not only have we been podcasting for the last six months, and I've literally been begging our guest every single day for the last six months. <laughs> You're going to have to talk. Hi. <laughs> well, you have to introduce her. My beautiful and lovely wife, Lacey Montoya. Yay! Clap, 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 clap. Okay, so we're going to get right into the emails. We only got one email for Cindy this week. Uh, we did get one that said I sucked, but, you know, we all know. <laughs> so I'll just kind of pass that over. So, I didn't see that one. Why is it I didn't see that one? Because it accidentally got deleted. Oh, gee, how could that have happened? Okay, this is to Sadie. Can you give a shout-out to my wife, Angie, from Wisconsin? Well, it says we, but I think that must be Wisconsin. Right. Unless she lives in Wheeland. <laughs> so, hi, Angie. From Wisconsin, she's my wife, and oh, my wife and I started following you on the World of Myth magazine, and she just bought your ebook off of Amazon.com, and now we enjoy your show. Keep up the great work, James Vanderbilt. Well, thank you both very much. It's, I'm tickled for lots of reasons, not the least of which is your wife bought my book. <laughs> yay! Yay! Now the the funny thing is, is we haven't talked about the World of Myth forever. Really? You know, yeah. Because, you know, it, the magazine's down. We're not yeah, running the magazine anymore. Oh, yeah. And 
Was it for them to remember that? Well, that it was just a, a kind of just a random shot in the dark. Flash in the pan, as I, it were. I sent everybody an email and said, look, this is what's going on. You know, we're leaving the literary world. We're going into podcasting. It's free. You want to listen? Come listen. And it seems as if it worked. I, it's, somebody's listening, which just shocks the hell out of me. I think it's grand. Speaking of shocking the hell out. Yeah. We have to change our servers. We no longer are on iCloud. Oh. We are averaging 55,000 downloads a week. Woohoo! And in order for us to compensate that type of, of download yeah. without crashing the server, we would have to go with the unlimited bandwidth, uh-huh. which is like $45 a month, uh-huh. which is ridiculous. Uh-huh. So we're with archive.org. They're a nonprofit organization, and our agreement is as long as they can play our shows, all of Jason Montcast shows, on their website for free, they'll host us for free. Unlimited bandwidth. So now we are now with archive.org. Okay. Later you'll have to explain to me what that all means. Because it just kind of went apart in my hair. Okay, well, because our our shows are MP3s. Video, or not video, but sound files. Okay. And each MP3 takes at least 45 to 50 megabytes uh-huh. of memory to download. Uh-huh. Now, we have to give that memory to, to download because we're literally giving it to a computer. So we're giving that information away. Uh-huh. And when we give it away, that tacks up on a bandwidth. Bandwidth is how much we're allowed to... <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> it's storage outside your computer. It's like a whole other world, isn't it? It is. I, you know, it's okay. You don't have to try to explain it. It's storage it. outside of your computer. Essentially. Well, I think where you lost me was back when you said, if we let them do this, they'll let us do that. What was that part again? If, because they're going to hold our, our all our shows, all our MP3s. All podcast. podcasts. Yes. Okay. Keep, keep it, it on, hold. Keep it on a simple okay. level. Okay. Use we'll the kids you. method. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They're going to hold our podcasts uh-huh. instead of the iCloud. Uh-huh. They're here. Uh-huh. They're going to give it to us, all the storage that we want right. for free. Right. As yeah. long as we, as long as we can, not we, but as long as they are allowed to play our shows off of their website as well. As a, that's where you lose me. What else would they be doing with it? I mean, we're giving them the, the shows. What what would what were they gonna do with them? Well, for some, you know, some oh. sites like I don't explain this with iCloud. Uh huh. They just hold until what? Until it's downloaded from a listener. Oh, okay, okay. So so. These guys. They'll, gonna... they'll do the same thing, but they also want to allow their audience to listen to our shows as well. Oh, well, well but it's well, a one thing, so then you have a wider. I was going to say, why in the world wouldn't we want to do that? Well, yeah, because we're, like you said, we're expanding out. Why not? I vote yes. <laughs> okay, thank you for explaining that on a simple level. I appreciate that. So it took mm-hmm. me, what time did I go to bed last night? Like four or five in the morning? 
That's not last night. That's this morning. Yes. Um, I literally took all of our podcasts, right. every single show, oh, yeah, right. and uploaded them to the archive server. Oh, my and gosh. It, it took me quite a few hours. Good thing you changed to uh, Verizon, otherwise it would have taken you 45 days. You'd still be doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I had I was running at 10, 10 shows per upload, oh. and it still took me that long. That's a horrible job. I'm sure glad you know what the hell you're doing, because if it was up to me, I'd still be back with paper and pencil. <laughs> just as like one step away from a chisel and a rock. Oh, well. So, this anyway. this week, um, I guess this is the week of negotiation. Negotiation? Yes. One of Lacey's favorite things to talk about, and she's been really heavily into watching the bio channel and watching the ghost adventures and, and haunted and help me out here. What stories um, was we were gonna talk about hauntings and spirits and psychics. Uh, this I like that kind of stuff. I like that kind of stuff. Now what because obviously there's fakes and there's reals, what do you think is fake and what do you think is real as far as show wise? Um the ghost hunters, I don't think they're real. The popular ghost hunters? Yeah, just because they'll hear a tap down the hallway and they're like, Oh, let's go to the next room. Let's not go down the hallway and investigate that noise. Let's go to another room. I just think they're all for the glitz and the glam and not for the ghost hunting. Kinda like those scary movies that like the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when nothing really happened. Right. Yeah, I hate those. <laughs> you scared the like, shit out of I like to listen to people's ghost stories. Yes. You know, if they're real or not, I don't know. But it's just the fascination of somebody's telling their story. Right, right. But as far as the ghost hunter shows and those ghost show, those type of shows, like the ghost hunters, I don't care too much of them. I like to remind me of what was that movie when they were outdoors with a camera and they kept shaking around and they were which part Yeah, they kind of remind me of that. Well, we kind of snarl our nose at it now, but when we first seen it, when we first seen the Blair Witch Project, this one. Oh, let's be good. They hyped it up. They made all the websites. And I gotta tell you, the Blair Witch Project did nothing for me. They made it sound like it was real. I couldn't stay focused on it because the camera kept yeah, moving shaking. around, it was driving me insane. Yeah. I couldn't see like eyes. paranormal activity. That was stupid. In. Have you seen paranormal activity? Mm, no, I don't think so. No, I hyped that one up too. They, uh, yeah, they said it's it was what the scariest movie ever made. Oh, that was a movie. Oh, uh, no, I know I didn't see it. No. And uh, we That's got. <laughs> we oh, got, that one was scary. That was scary. Oh, <laughs> shit, man! That guy out there with that book in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> we got our Oscars copy. Of that, okay. And uh, what is that like? Got to vote? Kind of like we. Oh, you got it was a bootleg copy. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, that's one. You, you, you wrong show. Whenever, word? whenever I, I refer to it as our Oscars copy, it. yes, appropriated it. Yes. But we midnight movie supply. Yes. Yes, I'm there. We got just like our our supply or our copy of Superman. Will be in there shortly. Well, careful what you say out loud and <laughs> web. You know, it'll be out there forever now. It's not our doing, though. It's just. It's an Oscars copy. 
was just left on the front that's, porch. That's why we call it. Okay. You know. <laughs> Isn't he the one that lives in the garbage can? Yes. Yes. And he's green. There you go. That's <clears throat> what I'm talking about. So anyway, they they hyped this movie as the scariest movie ever made. We got a copy. We watched it. And, we're, and, and Lacey and I, that was kind of like one of our our first things that we connect on was we've always been fans of horror films. I mean, the majority of the movies that we have in our yeah, I don't like the, the horror films where the one with the big boots running upstairs when the front door is right behind her. Or within the first ten minutes, we have the obligatory sex scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on. No, I'm, we're talking about real, you know, truth. Not some Steven Spielberg stuff. Now that's good. That's good horror movies. Uh, more like. I don't mean Steven Spielberg. I mean Stephen King. Yeah, I know what you mean. We have all of us. Well, nothing against, nothing against you, Steve. Both Steves, love you. Okay. The, yeah, we have almost all of the copies. Exorcisms. Yeah, we have like the original Exorcist oh, and, and all the. The first time my husband and I, the only time we ever saw the Exorcist was when it first came out. Uh huh. That's how old I am, and. His brother goes, you guys like scary movies? And we go, yeah, we love scary movies. You know, like to get scared the same as anybody. We went in, and within the first five minutes of that movie, I'm sitting there with both fingers in my ears, looking at the ground, and coming. And I, Do you think it's Ernie, because Jaden got scared shitless when he seen it, too? I still. It's so I, oh, it scares me. I told Ernie, I said, we should be here. Okay. And he goes... I know. For the next 30 days, we sat through that whole thing, looking at the ground. Just about the time I think it'd be okay to look up because it'd be quiet. Right. Then you'd hear that. Do you think it's because you come from a religious household? No, it just scared scared the fucking shit out of me. No, it had nothing to do with that. It was a scary, at the time, a scary movie. It was the scariest movie. That had so ever been made up movie. to that time. Up to that time. Yeah. It was the scariest movie I'd ever been made. And for 30 yeah. days after that, neither one of us could be alone. See, I've I not mean, seen a movie that scared the crap out of me. And, and, and I told her, and he, he got cute one day, and he like started rolling his eyes back in his head. I said, don't, <laughs> you, don't you ever do that again. I don't, I don't think that's funny. I will never think that's funny, and I will hit you in the head if you ever do it again. And I am dead serious, and I mean it, and I'm not kidding. And he said, I'm sorry. I, I, I realized that was probably a dumb thing to do. Yeah, you bet your ass it was dumb. Don't ever do it again. Don't even pretend to play at being that way, because it just scared the living shit out of us. See, I have... The- Plus, we were like seven rows back with the screen like this, and the sound was... Oh, God, it was horrible. We uh, we have the director's of the movie. I wouldn't watch it if it paid me. And, I'm serious. And even even today, it still takes a lot of courage yeah, just to get to that point. Today, I have seen bits and pieces of it. You know, when people talk about they turn a part down, and, oh, here's this scene, and that scene. And I've seen those scenes, and I can sit and watch them from an objective point of view, and it's okay. But I would not sit through that movie again. Another one that that was real scary is a fairly recent one that, that involved exorcism. Uh, by recent, I mean within the last 10 years. Um, probably within the last five years. And I want to say Anthony Hopkins was in it, but I'm not sure that that's who it was. 
but it was about a priest doing exorcisms and stuff. And that was very, very scary too, because it the r- seemed was the right where he gets, yes, he gets yes, possessed yes, again. Yeah. And it that seemed very real. Now, whether or not it was, I can't say because you know when they when they cut to those people that were. Was they said it was based on a true story. Based on a true story, but, but oh God, they really pulled it off. Pulled it on the internet. It's no space itself at all. Yeah. Well, and I'm tired of the was, movie companies saying it was really scary to watch. Whether it was, and I think part of me was frightened because it seemed so real. Okay. Because I think you know, it's like when when you see people uh, in in haunted house movies, you know. When, when you're thinking, why the fuck are they staying in that house when the, when the cupboard doors are slamming shut and the rugs are curling up and flying around the room? I would not be there, okay? I would be leaving. Why are they staying? Because that kind of stuff is like, I put myself in that position and I'm like, I, how can that, how can, how can people put up with that sort of thing? I, I wouldn't. Right. Say, so I want to go stay at the Hotel Derek Coronado in the Haunted Room. I don't think I want to. I don't think I want to. I don't want to attempt to fake too much. We, there's a place up in um, the Gold Country that has, a, I think it's called Colima, it's the town. They have a hotel that's supposed to be haunted. We've actually walked through there. People say that they've seen ghosts there and stuff. I didn't see anything, but it was daylight. I don't know if they only come out at night. Right. I don't know. Well, see, Lacey's Also actually... didn't want to see one, and that may have something to do. Lacey's actually been out ghost hunting before. Have you really? Oi, where did you go ghost hunting? Oh, before. We were just walking to the cemetery with children. Oh, well, that's hardly ghost hunting. We were tempting fate, possibly. We were trying to get EVPs, which is the voice. Electrical voice. Ah, did you get me? What would you have done if you had seen a ghost? I would like to see something, but it probably scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Mike, you want to hear those I stories? always get feelings like somebody's watching me. Yeah. Or there's somebody big behind me. But as oh, far as seeing anything. I think that's since I was a kid. You had to use the outhouse. Smells. I have Going back smells. into the house from the outhouse in the nighttime, you always feel like somebody's going to grab you from behind. But that's yeah. just good stuff. Would you like to hear those yes. stories? My dad used to say that when his Ooh. mother, who he always called Ruth, Never called her mom. Yeah, he was really closely attached to her. And my mother used to say that he didn't call her mom because it brought too strong emotions up for him. So he called her by her first name instead, kept her a little distant. In any case, when she passed, which was almost nine months to the day before I was born, um, he had a very hard time with it for a while. And sometime after she passed, he woke up in the night. He had been, of course, asleep in his bed. And at the foot of the bed, he saw her. And nothing happened. She didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. Coming to comfort him. I don't know. Coming Uh, to let him know that she she was there. He saw her. And that was pretty much all he ever said about it. He didn't. He didn't do anything about it at the time. She didn't do anything, apparently. But he claims that he saw her. And he told me, he says, I don't know what he 
I just know. I took it I as what I saw. She yeah. was coming to say, I'm okay. Very likely. Very possibly. Or you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. Um, but if he wasn't scared, it was a comforting feeling then. I guess, yeah. If he wasn't frightened, or at least if he was at the time, he didn't tell me that he was when he was telling me the story. You know. And then when he passed, for my dad smoked, you know, off and on. More on after mother passed than before. Um, and he always used to, but well, once in a while he used a lighter, but most of the time he struck matches, wooden matches, to light a cigarette. And for a long time after he passed, I'd be driving on the freeway, going back and forth to work or whatever, and just out of the clear blue, I would smell so sulfur. And would be like, oh, I guess daddy must be here, you know. And that's as far as I ever let that go. I never wanted to be able to turn to my right and see him. For one thing, I was driving a car. And if right. I had to turn to my right and see him, it would freak me out. You wouldn't be here. No. I'd be off the side of the road. Uh, but... Um, and, I, and, and I'm home a lot at night, as you know, because Ernie mm-hmm. works at night. I I don't like to think about stuff like that when I'm alone, because I really don't want to invite that kind of thing in. Right. You know, <clears throat> because I'm alone, and I don't know how I would handle it. I, I use a term that a friend of mine who was um, into the metaphysical a lot, she used to say, surround yourself with the white light of the Holy Spirit and you'll be protected. And you'd be surprised how often I say that to well, myself. Well, the smells that too. I smelled gross perfume. Uh-huh. I've smelled cigar smoke and I don't know anybody who smokes cigars. Or did. Or did. Yeah. And coffee. My mom drinks coffee. Yeah. And that one morning when I woke up and smelled coffee, it's like, there's yeah. no way it was from somebody around. Yeah. And that's, I called my mom to see if she's okay. She was fine. She was like, I'll check on you make sure you're okay because I smell coffee. smell coffee. Yes. Okay, yeah. Well, I can see how that would confuse her possibly. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. They say that smells are associated with visitations or whatever you want to call them. But as far as the scar smoke, I don't know anybody. I don't either. I don't. And, and I haven't smelled this. I was just thinking about that, too, the other day. I haven't smelled that since. And then, uh, like, do you watch the Long Island yes. medium? She was saying, uh, she talks a lot about different things that people say happen to them, and she'll say, that's your loved one. Mm-hmm. You know, like the butterfly thing, you know, yes. you see a butterfly, that's your loved one, and say hello. And, or somebody, it wasn't her, but somebody said some same thing about pennies. If you find a penny, that's... Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I find, you know, I find pennies a lot. That doesn't mean that my dad is just come in to say hi or my mom. To me, it doesn't mean Because your husband empty his pockets. because I look down a lot. My first husband used to, <laughs> every time we walk around a parking lot, he always used to say, look down, you might find money. Uh-huh. And, you know, hell, I did a lot. Because there's a lot of money on the ground. People take out their keys out of their pockets and change walls on the ground and find it, you know. But that doesn't mean that I'm being, You're being looking visited. I'm not, vis- I'm not being visited by someone in the past or who has passed. But uh, 
I I gotta say I really believe that she has uh, the capability that she says she does because I've seen her tell people stuff about themselves that there's no way in the world she could ever find that information out unless unless the whole group of, of people from A to Z associated with the program are in on this humendous hoax and I don't believe that.
religious goals. And um, <coughs> it's just not in his nature to go hook, line, and sinker for something like that. But some of those ghost things that he watches, he gets into. I like the bio story. channel, um, the ghost stories. And the one reason why we went to the cemetery when we were in Nevada was in the town that my mom lives in. It's like here in California, all the headstones are flat. Yeah, in the ground. Yeah, yeah right the ground. they're all high and wide. beautiful and wonderful. Yeah, they're very pretty. Yeah. They used to do that a lot. They still do it long. They were good to New Orleans. I've been to Louisiana. Yeah. And we were staying at his aunt's house. Yeah. And they still segregate. The oh. blacks have their own cemeteries yeah. out there. I think it's very sad. It is. It is. They have the white cemetery and they have the black cemetery. Yeah. And the town that she lives in, it's still so created. It's the black store the white store. And I don't think it's right. No, it isn't at all. It's not legal either, but. Or constitutional or anything else. But Actually, small before, before we get into that, uh, real fast, I'm thinking about this. Uh, did we ever finish the conversation about the paranormal activity? I know that's. Oh, no, we started, we started talking about it. We started talking about it, and then I probably took us off, of course. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, uh, just jumping back, because I, I was just kind of running that in my head. We didn't finish that piece of the conversation, so I just want to tie it up. Um, it was Bill's scariest movie we've ever seen. We got a copy of it. We watched it. We watched it. We're like, something's going to happen. Something good is going to happen. We just watched and we watched, and then the movie hit. Nothing happened. Well, uh, what was it? No, there was no. What was supposed to be scary about it? Did we ever find out? The house was supposed to be possessed. There was a couple spots in there, like, and it just felt like the movie was going to build you up into something really good. Really good. Yeah, but it never did. Well. Yeah, so. But I know they made a lot of money because they hyped it up. They were sending out things to fill out this paper online to get the movie to come to your theater. Right. Well, you know, it's kind of like what my brother used to say. Paper won't still you can print anything on it you want. Well, for our viewing pleasure, yeah. uh, just so you can kind of see what it's about, here is the trailer to Turn Hold it up to the mic. Now oh, this is the first audience to have seen it. No, no, no. No, no. I can't do that shit he wants on the computer. Okay. What the hell? Look at that. What the fuck? What are you screaming about? They said it's a video camera in the bedroom. Oh, I kind of remember this. I kind of remember this. Let me see the blankets, the oh, yeah. floor slams. Yeah. 
But it like builds you up for something that really And they never explain anything. They may have a part two. I didn't give them my money to watch it. Well, they're up to four now. Oh, four? Yeah. Well, see, if I lived in the house that that was happening in, I wouldn't live there. I wouldn't live there. I would move. I admit it. I, you know, I, I don't mind a scary movie. I enjoy that. But I'll be damned if I'm gonna live in a house that's trying to eat me or whatever. <laughs> you know, no, I'm not gonna go there. So yeah, and it, just because I had this ready, I wanted to, yeah. to play the video. But yeah, they they said it was the scariest movie ever made. It was just really which it wasn't. No, it wasn't even scary, let alone the scariest movie. Um, I do agree with you as far as The Exorcist, to me, is the scariest movie ever. Yeah. Well, for me, it was. Like I said, up to that time, it was the scariest thing they'd ever seen. And it it wasn't because we thought it was real. That wasn't it. I mean, we knew it was a movie. Right. Uh, it just... A movie like that had never been made before. Right. And we were seeing things happen and hearing noises that we'd never seen or heard before. And it was it was it was probably the first of all the movies that have come after that used that technique of of sound to frighten, you know, the sudden sound, or the right. loud sound, or... The or, pops. Yeah. Uh, but in that, in, in the case of The Exorcist, it was the sound of the, you know, the devil possessing her upstairs. You'd be downstairs talking, carrying on normal conversation with somebody about something, and upstairs you'd hear this horrible devil sound talking or making noises or, you know, whatever the hell it was saying. And it was loud and and unexpected. I, I, I think up until that time, I don't think there were many movies that did that. No, I think that was part of the new... Yeah. I think, mom. I think it was Griffin. the forerunner of, of yeah. that technique, that, that style. Yeah. And, you know, of course today, that's some movies, that's all they do. Right. You know, they don't have any story, they don't have any plot, they don't have any characters, they don't have any actors to speak of. Um, you know, all they got is a shaky camera in the dark and lots of banging and, and noise. And, and yes, that's scary because, you know, it's like, it's like Ernie, God bless him, I make him stomp. <laughs> in the house. When I'm in the kitchen in the morning fixing breakfast and he's showering and getting ready for work when he when i when i'm in there i maybe have the tv on maybe not but i'm so focused i'm focused on breakfast i'm, you get I'm fixing fixing his lunch and stuff like that and he will walk in on in stocking feet until he's right behind me and you go honey and i i you know i'm, I'm almost killed him a couple of times <laughs> Just gut reaction, and I go, don't do that. Well, it, who else would you think it was in the house? I said, that isn't the point. Right. 
that's not the point. Yes, and totally not thinking about anybody behind me, especially behind me. You know, if you're going to come in, come in in front of me. I can see you coming there. But don't sneak up behind me and go, honey, you know. And so now he's so funny. When, when he comes in, he, if he does, if he's barefooted, you try to slap his feet on the on the linoleum. And if he can't do that, then he'll he he'll he'll go like this on the wall. You know, I'm coming in. You know? And I go, that's fine. All you have to do is say, honey, I'm coming from the bedroom, and then I know you're coming. You don't have to go through all this elaborate stuff. Just, but then it's so funny because um, there's a movie, an Adam Sandler movie, mm-hmm. movie with Jennifer. Jesus. The one that was in Friends? Anderson. No, was it Anderson? Is that, no, it's not Anderson. Something like Atkinson or something like that. What the heck is that girl's name? I know who you're talking about. Yeah, well, anyhow, I'm sorry. We're going to Google your name so we can get it right, okay? Hang on. Yeah, we're already on it. <laughs> um, anyway, Nicole Kidman is in the movie, too. And they're having a conversation. They're old friends, and they meet up for the first time in ages. And uh, Jen, Jennifer's character says... Is it Jennifer Aniston? Aniston. 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 That's Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. Thank you. Okay. And her character says something about she gets startled very easily. And Nicole Kidman's character says, that's the first sign of menopause, you know. And I got to thinking about it. And I said, you know, it has been since my menopause days started that this has happened to me. I didn't used to be startled like this. He would walk in and and I it just it never bothered me. But since I've started going through menopause... Plus, I'm older, and I guess some part of me is always on guard. Right. You know that somebody doesn't sneak up on me and hurt me or something. I guess I don't. I don't know exactly what that's all about. But uh, but it's really funny. It's not like I think he's some kind of monster or anything. He's starting to me all the time. Oh, I wouldn't put up with that five times. Knock the shit out of him. He scares me so bad. A scream came to come out. Just like yeah. And you put up with that? No, you slapped. Yeah, slapped. Yes, it does. Listen, I would give you a ball bath, okay? <laughs> just, just for, just for openers, just whack the shit out of him. He's lucky he's not been knifed. He doesn't yeah. have putting in uh-huh. the kitchen. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You'll come up and just don't give him no idea. You won't have no more podcast. Don't have podcast partner. It'll just be her and me. Oh well, we'll get over it. We'll delete this part too, so <laughs> we don't get incriminated. <laughs> so, so that's another reason why I wouldn't necessarily want to run into a ghost because I'm already a, I'm afraid of my husband. Well, I'm not afraid of it, but I mean, I get startled when by When I was pregnant with Jane. Imagine if it was really a ghost. There was somebody in our apartment, and it was me. Never seen anything, but I felt somebody by my bathroom sink. To the point where I couldn't get out of bed. David was working nights, and my mom Bill shared an apartment. To the point where I can get out of bed and go to my mom's. I remember I couldn't talk. I just remember thinking to myself, this is my baby. Leave me alone. Yeah. 
because I had gone through so many miscarriages in the past, and, you know, I was almost done with this pregnancy, and I just remember saying to myself, this is my baby, leave us alone. And then, I put the cover over my head, and it's like, okay, leave us alone. Yeah, because, like, you can't fight it. I mean, really. But whatever. Well, I guess you can, but I don't know how to. I don't have any experience with fighting a ghost, you know. I mean, we've all seen movies and, and TV shows where they say go for life and shit like that. Well, yeah, if, it, if, if that's all it took, then why is it even here? I mean, I don't I don't quite get that part, you know. just seems like a lot of um, And especially if it's malevolent. Why is it going to want to go to the light instead of staying here and, and scaring you? Right. You know, I don't... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. And like the different shows where the family's happy and everybody's sitting along this line, they move into a new house. Yeah. And they're thinking to help. Yeah. I I I don't know if if those things really happen or if it's just the the a movie mm-hmm. idea that, that's been so emphatic that it's kind of gotten into our psyche and we think, Oh my god, that probably happens. Right. But it probably doesn't. You know, it could. It could, but yeah, but that's like the chainsaw murderer, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or or uh, doing bandos or whatever. Called. What was that one movie? Uh, the one that 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 that. Deliverance. Yeah, I mean, you know, yes, there are backwoods places, and yes, some strange people live in them, but it doesn't mean every <laughs> time you drive down a muddy road, road in a swamp that you're going to run into Swamp Man or the human equivalent thereof, you know. Right. But we get that we get that in our psyches because of all the shit we watch that we probably shouldn't, you know. I mean, when and nowadays, it, there's so many people who have mental illnesses. You know, there's a lot of them out on the streets because we can't afford to keep them locked up or we're imposing on their civil rights and locking up some other bullshit. So, I don't know. That's just the way it works nowadays. But, but originally we were talking, we straight way, way, way off the subject, but no, originally we were talking about psychics. Do we believe, do we not believe in their abilities? I've never been to one, so I can't say yes or no. I haven't either. I'm fascinated by them. I am too. But... If they're so psychic, then how come they don't win the damn lottery? <laughs> well, that may not be the, the capacity of their psychicness, if that's the word. It's like it's like the, the old joke of you call up the psychic and you know they say hello and you don't say anything because they should know who you are. Right. You know. Well, maybe that's true. Maybe it isn't. I'm not sure if that falls within the scope of their practice of what we're. You know. Well, just like with the Teresa of Long Island. I went to this when they lost their dog. Yeah, I know. I was thinking of that, too. Why can't she know where it is? But that isn't what she does. But she woke up the, that one next morning and said, well, she knows the dog's still alive because she didn't get no... She didn't get any messages. Yeah. That was dead. Yeah, well, maybe. Does she get doggy messages? I don't know either. She, I do know she's had people say uh, that they've got so-and-so's dog with them. I've heard, yes. I've heard her say that. But the I show I was watching last night when she was reading that lady at the bingo hall. Heard oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah her mother and her 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 her
But, like you say, did you thought that was hilarious when she was telling her dad she knew what the pickle Yeah, the pickle numbers. <laughs> she's telling her dad. He's sitting there playing bingo, and she's like, oh, 75. And he's like, really? And then the next one, N45, and he's like, you're scaring me. And he's like, scooching his chair away. And the guy would call the number that she was saying. Uh-huh. She'd say, the next number's going to be B3. And the guy would go, <laughs> B3. And her dad is just looking at her out. like, he doesn't quite know how to handle her abilities as it is. You know? uh-huh. it's kinda... So he kind of like scoots his chair away from her a little bit because he's getting a little scared. Freaking me out here. So she's know? laughing. She's like, yeah. Up there on her TV screen, it's showing you the next member for you. Calls it. And he started laughing. He's, I think he said something along, no shit or something. <laughs> he didn't see the TV screen. The monitor, it was there, right. yeah. But it was hilarious because at first I was kind of taken in too, you know, because she was doing that. I'm like, damn, how's she doing that? That's not what she does. But then, you know. But she was having fun too with her dad. It yeah, was cute. It was. It was and he was so gullible. He fell right into it. It was cute. And I've, I've watched a lot of times the readings that she does give, the serious ones that she gives for people, where she'll say this or that, your father has said this or that. And only once in a blue moon do I hear her say something that would be applicable to anybody. Yeah. Only once in a blue moon. And, and almost inevitably, she'll still come back to that person with something that nobody could have known. Yeah. Nobody could know. It's not a matter of record anywhere. It's never been put on a computer anywhere. It's never been like told last anybody. Night I never told anybody to that. You know that kind of those three kids who lost yes. their mom. Right. She was saying um, a yellow blanket. Yeah. And the youngest girl goes, "Yeah, there's yellow blanket with silk at the top." And yeah. me and my mom used to run our right. fingers to the silk. And yeah, on, yellow of all blink colors yeah. for a blanket. Well, now, being fascinated with this, being fascinated with psychics and, and death and whatnot, do you think it's something for you guys to say, okay, there is something next afterlife? Do you think that has to play a, a big part of it? You mean because we think there is something afterlife, do you think that's why we believe right. that we're right. doing that? right. Well, or is it, is it kind of like reassuring, almost like almost like a reassurance that there so is the something? Thing, I don't know whether there's anything after life. Or so life. I go I back and forth. Stakes it away. I go back and forth because thinking, okay, you're dead, you're dead. Yeah, that seems awful bleak to me. You know, you get buried in your body, and that's what Ernie thinks. So right. That's what he says. That's what he says he thinks. I don't know about the gold paved streets and the white horses. Oh, no, I, I, don't, I don't either. It's like I was watching uh, Life with Father uh, because it was Father's Day yesterday, and uh, William Powell and Irene Dunn were in this. And it was so cute because uh, she had never been, they were Catholic, and she had, he had never been baptized. And so she was having a big freak out over the fact that he had never been baptized. And he wouldn't go to he wouldn't be able to go to heaven and be there in heaven. And she was all, Don't you want to be with us in heaven? Don't you want to spend the rest of eternity with me and all that all of the old traditional things that we've always heard about heaven with angels and the St. Peter the Gate, all that kind of stuff. That was all part and parcel of her concept in this movie. Okay. Um, 
And as you said, my dad was a preacher. I was raised on uh, Hellfire and Damnation uh, sermons all my life, and most of my life. And mother, uh, too, uh, was very good. Mother used to say, if I can't sing like an angel when I get to heaven, I'm not going to stay. Because mother couldn't carry a tune in a basket. Mother. She just couldn't. She just couldn't. She, she tried to sing, and she just couldn't. She had no, ear, she had no ear for music at all. and uh, But in her mind, heaven was sitting at the right hand of God and singing his praises, I guess at nauseum, forever. Uh, for me, that would get a little old after yes. a while. Uh, no offense to God, but no. I just, you know... I, quite get behind that concept, and I don't mean to offend anyone who can. No, no. I uh, certainly have the deepest respect for anyone's religious convictions, whatever they may be. I'm you're fully entitled to them. God bless you in them. But for me, that doesn't quite work. Now, as to a concept of life after death, or do we, like, are we Incarnated, right. come back as that somebody was a movie that I watched at my mom's or... house. It's called Made in Heaven. Uh huh. And you know how you hear the saying, "Old soul, new soul." Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Um, the movie, there it's up in heaven, and it's just like on here on earth, right? And you call and say, "Okay, you're going to be born," right. and it was an old person, right? So, and then some people were brand new babies, right? Up there yeah. waiting to. So, I don't know. Tons of movies done on the subject. All of them interesting and some of them very entertaining. Yes. Uh, and certainly thought-stimulating. Yes. Uh, personally, I like I like to to think that that in some way or other, uh, there's there's something beyond what they call the curtain of death. Uh, I don't have a clue what it is, and I just have to go on the assumption that. Uh, it really doesn't matter what I think it is because when I get there, I'll find out. Right. If there's something to find out, if there isn't, I won't know the difference anyway. So, you know, um, that movie that I told you about when I first got here tonight, uh, Cloud Atlas, uh, dealt with that subject in detail. It's basically what it's about, uh, and it, it's it's kind of hard to follow. And if if you try to make a lot of sense out of the chronology of the movie, you'll, you'll just frustrate yourself. It's better to just kind of go with it. Uh, <clears throat> because it, it it jumps back and forth in, in time frames. Okay. Um, like, it, talking you know, 1500s to 2144 okay. and stuff like that. It's all over the place. It's all over the place. Uh, but eventually what you do is you begin to pick up this thread of uh, gee, that guy looks an awful lot like that guy did there, and you know, and then you realize that what they're talking about is is the various lives that this soul or whatever has gone through uh, from the beginning of the movie to the end. And 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 that and like I said, if you kind of just go with it, it's it's, it's easier to follow. Yeah. If afterwards they show you who, what characters each of the actors in the movie. Played. And it's kind of surprising because you you see like Tom Hanks is, is uh, one of the major actors. Holly Berry, yes, Holly Berry is uh, 
another. And and you go, oh, yeah, I, I thought that was Tom Hanks earlier. You know, that looked a lot like Tom Hanks. That looked a lot like Halle Berry. And, you know, uh, and it was. And and then you find out that there were other people in there that you, that you almost wouldn't even recognize at all. And you go, oh my God, you know. I told her, I said, I want to get that movie and watch it again, knowing who all now these see people were that you watched play. it again. Isn't it on Netflix? Oh, probably, but I want to buy it, you know, uh, because then you get all the Bonus. background yeah. stuff, information about well, what it. what about too. you got these different people who said that I almost died and the big oak tree and my oh, family yeah. was out there. Yeah, or, and then they called me back died, and I came back. Right, oh, I almost died. I seen the gate. Don't go to the, the white early gates of heaven. And yeah, what about them? Google saying the story. Lots of near-death experiences, what you're talking about. And a lot of people uh, report near-death ex- I won't say claim to have. I just say they report near-death experiences. And I believe they believe what they're saying. I have no reason to doubt for a minute but what they believe what they're saying. Um, I don't know what it means that that, that happened to them. Uh, and and I think probably that's just one of those things that but you've only never they heard. Only you've they never know. heard somebody who had their near near death experience say, Why well, seen gates of hell? Never. Well I haven't ever, no. Actually yes, I have. Have you? Have yeah, they wrote a book about it. Oh, yeah? But usually you hear about my whole family who's on the other side met yeah. me at the old oak tree. Yeah. Or I've seen the pearly gates of heaven. But I've never heard a story saying I've seen the I mostly of heard, I've mostly heard people say they saw a light and heard voices or saw somebody in the distance they couldn't tell who it was. They were going there, but then something pulled them back. So it's not your time or... Or they'll say things like, uh, I was hovering over the operating oh, table and uh, just see everything that went on. But to me, that is far more um, thought-provoking than the person who just says they saw a light and stuff like that. Because they can tell you stuff they saw that they had no way to know that they exactly. saw. And that's kind of stimulating right. yeah, to hear that. I, I, find well, that I think out-of-body experience, I think. Good. Yeah, I think that's kind of interesting. With me, and, and one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this up, because I wanted to hear YouTube converse, that's why I've been so quiet most of this time, the other show, just kind of listening to you guys talk. For me, it's kind of interesting because I come from a very, very religious background. Um, you know, my mom was an evangelist for a long time. But on the same hand, I'm well-educated in the medical profession, same as you. Right. Right. And so there's 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 a bit of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Yes. You know, as where part of me, the religious part of me, wants to believe this, but then the other part of me, like seeing the white light, my mind instantly went to you know that that study saying, well, you're seeing what they're seeing is the last synapse firing the right. brain. Right. You know, that's where right. my head goes. Right. So it, it, it's it's right. kind of interesting to yeah. listen to you guys talk. Now, I, I, I'm a believer. I have a faith. Yeah. But then on the same token, I'm very logical. And I think that's what really deviates me from the path that my mom is on. Is because I'm more... Not to be rude. Not to be rude. 
criticize an with religion, it seems like a lot of times people are blinded by flanders on with their Bible. They don't believe in aliens, they don't believe in afterlife, they don't believe in reincarnation, they don't believe in karma, they don't believe in... If it is in the Bible, they don't believe yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's an awful lot of people like that. Yeah. A lot. And, and I'm open-minded. And see, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. Just, for me, it should be actually on the, the contrary. I should be very close-minded from the background that I come from. Yeah. But, I mean, where right, I met you, have, you. you have an education that precludes that. Uh, it's like, okay, I'm old enough that uh, Darwinian theory, all right, mm -hmm. was exactly that for my parents. Darwinian theory was something my mother never accepted. Uh, evolution. Never accepted. When when my mother said God created the heaven and earth in seven days, and by God, that's what he did. And my brother used to say, well, Mom, what about the dinosaurs? Well, he created them too. Well, but Mom, you know, <laughs> they lived, you know, this many millions of years ago, and, and, and man wasn't around then, and well, but, you know, well, Adam was still the first man. Yeah, she, she had a lot of struggles, as anyone does, when they try to correlate the information given in the Bible uh, about the creation with Science. the theory of evolution, what is now considered evolution. Right. Um, and uh, as was typical in her particular case, when he threw, my brother would throw so many things at her uh, about it, she would just pose down and say, well, I'm sorry, I know what I believe, and that's that. That's and me. that's where she had to leave it. Right. Because it isn't possible to reconcile the, uh, the, the oh, I want to say stories in the Bible, uh, the information in the Bible. Uh, it isn't possible to, to reconcile that with scientific theory. Right. It just isn't. And so somewhere along the line, thinking people try to do that, and they can't, and so they reject one or the other. Right. And it's, it's hard to maintain a, um, it reminds me of the athletes that walk on those uh, very narrow bars mm -hmm. up high in the, off the floor. It's hard to maintain balance between the bar and the ground when it comes to science, science and religion. Science and religion. It, yeah, and, and you know, you, then you start going back to, to how did religion get started. Right. You know, God himself didn't start religion. Man started religion. And my other question is, and I've asked religious people, Adam and Eve, Okay, so we're all related then. If it was just Adam and Eve who started everybody, but then where did the different nationalities and stuff come in? Yeah, well, you know, that's that's one of the ones that they have a lot of trouble explaining. Yeah, yes. I I can remember asking my mother that too, and she had an answer for it. I don't remember now what it was. Mother had an answer for a lot of things. Most of her answers came from the Bible because she was a strong believer in the Bible, and uh, and it worked for her. 
it got her through her 80 years of life. And and that, and, you know, good. To each of them. Good. To each of them. Good. Uh, because I don't, I don't have all the answers either. I don't, uh, I guess the reason I don't have all the answers is because I don't have most of the questions. I'm, well not, put, I'm, well not, put. I'm not asking those questions. I'm comfortable appreciating life, my life in particular, since it's the one I've got. But I'm real comfortable appreciating things like sunshine and blue skies and, and windy days and uh, pork chops and Jesus, just name it all. I'm happy with it. I like life. I I don't feel compelled to ask a lot of questions, and and so for me that works because then I don't have to wonder why I don't have to. I don't know. I just I understand that there's things that we don't know, and uh, and they never. Yeah, so I'm it's just basically. Who you see on TV? Why? How come? <laughs> Why? How come? Well, it kind of used to be that way when I was younger. Oh. I used to and, ask and those I know. questions, if, but I didn't like the answers that I got. I got I got answers that didn't make sense. Yes, and so what that told me was nobody really knows. Right. You know, especially about heaven. I can remember asking my parents, my mother particularly, about heaven. You know, and I got. I got answers that didn't make sense to me. So I stopped asking the questions. I figured somewhere along the line, I figured, I don't think I'm supposed to know. And I'm about to quote a movie that, well, the Catholic Church actually went out and protested the, the opening of this movie, but the, the closure, the in line of what this movie said just made all the sense in the world. It was the movie Dog. Oh, and, yeah. And what the, the closing line was is, I may not know everything, but I have the right. But I have what? I have the right idea. Yeah. And that's that's the way. Yeah. That's the way it works for me. Yeah. And like you, I'm a religious person, and so far as uh, I have a strong belief in God, whatever God is, uh, something outside myself that gives me guidance. I have a strong belief in that. Um, I don't. I don't feel compelled to organize anything around that. Right. It works for me, and that's all I care about. I, I, my husband's Buddhist. I don't feel compelled to convert him. Well, because he is who he is. He is who he is. And he's me, the most... I think religion, and I'm sorry for your viewers if you disagree with me. Listeners. Listeners. Yeah, because you can't see me, thank God. <laughs> religion is like a cult. Organized, they tell you what time to be there, they tell you how to dress, they tell you what to do, how to act. Yes, they do, they do that. They do and that to us if, if we wanted, we don't have time tonight, but if we wanted to get back into the whole thing of, of how organized religion got started in the first place, I think it would, we'd lose a lot of listeners. <laughs> so I don't think, I don't we won't go there think then. we should go there. Um, because, unfortunately, I do know a little on that subject. I have studied it. Uh, and it isn't a pleasant subject for a lot of people who consider themselves to be Christians. But that's just and my... to be religious. And, and I don't want to insult any of them with my views and my opinions.
arguments about something. No, because you start a lot of arguments with well, religion and politics. It's their thing alone. See, a person's relationship to their God should be just exactly yes. that. If they want to make more out of it, they're, well, as far as I'm concerned, that's their God-given right to do exactly. And so, more power to them. I, I have no objection to that. Just, it's like, don't include me. Yes. Include me out. Like yes. we were talking about other situations yes. earlier. Yes. Do what you want to do with whomever you want. But please want don't to do shove it, it down my throat yeah, when leave, I believe what I believe. Leave it, leave it to don't the people that sure. you know. Yes. People that you know are interested in it. And don't come knocking at my doors. Yeah, well, you know what my door <laughs> says. <laughs> sign on my door that... And you know, it works. We have not had a single solicitor for religious experience since I put that sign up. (laughs) I have had a couple of bug spray salesmen, and (laughs) one guy wanted to check out my alarm system. And I'm like, "Uh, What do you think? I'm stupid. I'm going to bring you in here and tell you about my alarm system. (laughs) Would you like the codes? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. Here's the key to the front door. Yeah, Yeah, just knock or not. Well, I've been telling Sadie for six months that you've done fantastic. Was it painless? Oh, it hurt so bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. You did. You, you did awesome. We did fine. That's you all have... we do is sit around and talk. But see, now you're going to lose a lot of viewers because I bought a religion. No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so because, like we have tried to say, your, your religious opinion. experience is just that. It's your religious experience. And we've actually touched on this before with Wynn and Burbank. We touched on this, so. And yeah, and outside of the, the the strong evangelical who wouldn't be listening to these podcasts anyway, right. they start out with "What the fuck are you?" Uh, I don't think we're going to offend anybody by yeah. expressing our own religious. Uh, but if I haven't finished, you, you can email. Absolutely, you can email us. Uh, in yes, fact, I, I expect we'll probably get <laughs> something close to a shitload of email about this particular podcast, and that's okay. Please do. And we like to have your input. Yes, and the email address is what we think all lowercase at jazelmon.com. Put in, you know, under caption or not caption, but uh, subject matter. Put in what we think. And I, I don't know how many times, and I'm glad you brought this up. I, I've said this, I don't know how many podcasts. If you don't put what it's about, it's going to get deleted. In the subject matter. And I have deleted maybe 50 emails. They, uh, probably, you think it's spam? Yeah, probably because it's... It doesn't have a subject. Yeah, and I will not open it. It doesn't have to even be what we think. It doesn't have to be the subject. If they put something about podcast, podcast you or, suck. Anything. Yeah, yeah wait, Sa- Sadie sucks. Spam. You know, go ahead. <laughs> Sadie sucks works for me. I don't care. Something, anything related to the podcast in the subject, on the subject line. So we won't think you're spamming us. Right. And then we'll be happy to receive your emails. And we will respond, as you saw from earlier today. And, and let me tell you, folks, it was kind of a, a pain in the ass. You, you can ask Lacey. I was sitting on my phone trying to figure out how to forward it from that to my phone and I, I tried to forward it to you and I'm going to type it away and I was getting pissed off. So. Well, next time don't receive them on your phone. 
catch him, get him on your computer or something? Well, I get him on a computer, but I try to I put him on the phone because it's more mobile. I, I can you know, oh, hand it off yeah, to you instead of handing you a whole laptop to but say, you, okay, but it didn't work. No, you ended up with Oh, well, yeah, but I want you to send them to me. I want to read them on my own at my computer. So you're not getting I haven't gotten nothing. Oh, God. Uh, gosh darn. Oh, no, that's right. We can swear. <laughs> yes. Fucking go ahead. I don't care. <laughs> no, that's... No, I haven't gotten a one. That's what I'm saying. Oh. oh something else to worry about now. <laughs> hey, well, at least anyway, we got you. Maybe forgot to hit send. Yeah, maybe that. Or... Put something in the subject matter, and I, <laughs> and I deleted it thinking he was spamming. No, I'm But no. at least we got your Red Hills. We uh, did get my oh, you know what, book website. Let's go ahead and plug that real fast. Anybody that's been to redhills.us and they've gone and, and saw the link to, to, Facebook. to Facebook, and they tried to click oh. on it, it did not take you there. Uh, I fixed that problem personally today. Yeah. So now you can click on the link, and it takes you to the Facebook page. Like it, make a comment, buy the book. Show us your love. Yes. Yeah, buy the book. If you haven't bought the book or if you haven't read the book, please do. It's actually not a bad book. And if I do say so myself, I uh, I told you uh, last week or the week before, I told you my dentist, one of the young ladies that works at my dentist's office, told me the other day, she's my God, I've read that thing four times. I just can't put it down. You know, and my family's all read it. And then she goes, they should probably buy it, huh? And I go, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would be good. But uh, anyhow, uh, other people have told me who have read it that they think it's really good. So give it a shot. It is a little um, and it's all X-rated. It's X. In fact, it's a lot X-rated. There's some uh, X-rated parts of it. There's some sex, drugs, rock and roll, and foul language. And it's a true story. And it is true. Every leading word of it is true. And also since... You're the executive producer to the Jason Modcast. Um, I'm going to be setting up some new commercials, but I'm moving the old commercials to the middle of the show. <laughs> and they're going to love that. As a podcast listener myself, you know, because I listen to several different podcasts, uh-huh. I've learned it is very difficult to try to skip in the middle of a podcast. Oh, that's not nice. So that's <laughs> not. So, in order to, to get a completely free of advertisement show, they can purchase the premiums, which has no advertisement whatsoever. It starts off with, enjoy this Jason Modcast show, intro music, show, period. 99 cents. 99 cents. What a bargain. You can't even buy a taco for 99 cents anymore. No. no? Well, you can on Taco Tuesdays, but <laughs> only then. Okay, I'm going to put this part out. So when we wrap, I'll say my name. She'll say her name. <laughs> Good night. Are we done? We are done. All right, kids, that's it for this week. So you've heard what we think about ghosts, spirits, psychics, religion, and anything else I can't think of. So for this week, I am David K. Montoya. And I am S.C. Burbank. And I'm Lacey. That's it. We're done. See you next week. Bye. Bye. It's a wrap. Just plain lace. Okay. So, I'm trying to be good. (laughs) (laughs) See how long this lasts. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Let me see. Next episode is... Whoa, hold on. What? Don't you believe in ghosts? Sometimes.
Sometimes. Yeah, when it suits me. <laughs> All depends on what side of the argument you're on. Exactly. Ah, if shit goes missing, you know. <laughs> what about physics? You believe in physics? No. Ah, oh, that's right. Well, gravity is a myth. <laughs> Just a theory, right? It's a theory. <laughs> Yeah, I, I saw a good one. It's a good bumper sticker on Reddit. Yeah, somebody go. The header was, "Yeah, just like evolution." And you click on the link, it goes, "Gravity's just a theory." Yeah, no doubt it is. I think we all have Velcro on our feet. Is that what it is? I think that's what it is. Like Spider Man. Spider Spider Man. Spider Man sticks to walls, and I don't see. Anything. I'm trying to figure out how Spider Man sticks to glass. That's just it. You see, it's got to be a type of Velcro. Have you? Microscopic Velcro. Microscopic Velcro. Yeah, go with me here. Because everything in the world is soft and fuzzy, and we have the prickly parts on our fingers. Everything in the world is soft? Everything. 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 That's why you see people grab onto each other, but they have to let go because there's no sticky. Have you ever dropped a rock on your foot? That kind of throws my soft fuzzy out the window. Yeah, it does, buddy. Okay, I got to rethink this during the next yeah, that's show. Right. Okay. All right. All right. Anyways, on to the next episode. When in Burbank, number 12. This is from March of 2013. It's called Food Everything from Zombies to Twinkies. Hmm. And we're not sure how zombies fall under the food category, but we'll find out. Great. Will they eat those? Wow. That's food. Sadie and Dave cover a large range of topics this week from a public zombie panic scare in Montana to the latest info on the great Twinkies saga. Which I've noticed have not disappeared. No. They had a little hiatus. Yes. And then they uh, made a resurgence. Mm-hmm. So luckily Zombieland can happen now. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> on to the show. When in Burbank, number 12. They're coming to get you, Barbara. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome to Win in Burbank. I'm David K. Montoya. And I am Miss Sadie Burbank. Fear not, folks. The zombie apocalypse is <laughs> not coming. I I enjoyed that article. <laughs> well, it's... I don't know which one to read first. Um, Great Falls, Montana. This is out of uh, Daily Press, February... 12, 2013, and the headline is Station TV Station Hacker Warns of Zombies in Montana. <laughs> uh, this is put out by the AP, and it's uh, Dateline, Great Falls, Montana. A Montana television station's regular programming was interrupted by news of a zombie apocalypse. The Montana te- Television Network says hackers broke into the emergency alert system of Great Freakin' Falls affiliate, KRTV, and its CW station Monday. Uh, KRTV says on its website that the hackers broadcast that, quote, dead bodies are rising from their (laughs) graves, unquote, in several Montana counties. They broadcast that in several Montana counties. The alert claimed the bodies were attacking the living, those are some quotes, and warned that people warned people not to quote approach or apprehend these bodies as they are extremely dangerous, unquote. The network says there is no emergency and its engineers are investigating. 
That's to me that just that <laughs> that one sentence alone. There is no emergency. That's just appalling that they felt the need to say that. It freaking blows my mind. A call to KRTV was referred to a Montana Television Network executive in Bozeman, John Saunders, who didn't immediately return a call for comment. The Great Falls Tribune reports the hoax alert generated at least at least four calls to police to see if it was true. <laughs> uh, it just, you know, I, I, and it doesn't say if they were children who called to see if it was true or... No, people my age running around going, Romero was right, Romero was God. right. <laughs> so then we've got the uh, same newspaper, Daily Press, um... Uh, Thursday, February 14, Happy Valentine's Day. Using alert system for zombie warnings is the headline. This is by Jeff Karub and Matthew Brown of the AP. Headline, Detroit. Warnings about the zombie apocalypse may seem pretty amusing, but officials say they're dead serious about figuring out who hacked into the nation's public warning system to broadcast such messages in a handful of states. So far, people in California, Michigan, Montana, and New Mexico have heard the warnings about attacking zombies that have been sent over the emergency alert system. <laughs> I just thought, oh. you know, that thing, I, I, you do too, probably. At odd hours of the day and night when I'm watching television, you know, it interrupts with that me, me, me yeah. thing, you know, and it comes across the screen, you know, this is a, blah. I'm wondering, is that when it would have said, yeah, that's Zombie. Right. <laughs> God. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It'd be, it'd be more like... Yeah, yeah. Run for your lives. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Quote, local authorities in your area have reported the bodies of the dead are rising from their graves and attacking the living, unquote. One message warned. <laughs> Quote, do not attempt to approach or apprehend these bodies as they are considered extremely dangerous, unquote. The subject matter may be humorous, but Greg McDonald with Montana Broadcasters Association said the consequences of such attacks on the alert system could be severe. This looks like somebody being a prankster, maybe... Oh, wait a minute, I'm sorry, this is a quote. This looks like somebody being a prankster. But maybe it's somebody testing just to see if they could do this, to do some real damage, unquote, McDonald said. Quote, suddenly you are create a panic and people are fleeing somewhere and you end up with traffic jams and accidents and who knows what, unquote. <laughs> the U.S. recently replaced its old telephone-based alert system with a web-based one. The Federal Communications Commission, otherwise known as the FCC, sent an urgent advisory Tuesday urging stations to reset their alert, alert system passwords. I would put that in the category of duh. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. But here's my thing. Okay. Even if, <laughs> even if I was spun out, you know. I, I, I'd have to be spun out on some really hot stuff to get real worried about that. Well, even if, I mean. <laughs> Uh, come on. You're talking to the author of the end, okay? I love zombies. Well, yeah. But, it's, but who doesn't love us? I mean, what's to hate? Well, actually, Ernie doesn't like them. He thinks it's messy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's right. They are. But, but, yeah, but, I mean, 
Come on. To really believe that an animated corpse... Okay, now here's 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 a here's a, a devil's advocate. Okay. 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 Uh, I you know, part of. Well, no, it isn't. I was gonna say part of one of the convict volumes has to do with the that subject, but it doesn't really. But let's say we wrote a ghost story. Okay. Okay. How far do you want to take that one? That's true. Okay. So. So just because you write about zombies doesn't mean there aren't any, okay? It's it's just a little to me it seems more far-fetched. I can I can better imagine uh an alert warning, I guess, for ghosts uprising than I can <laughs> zombies. I for some reason zombies have never held a real strong reality point for me. I don't know why, but I just, they just, maybe, maybe because it's like, um, um, it's like I have seen movies, you have to, where something real tiny kills a totally human, grown up, perverse person, jumps on their face and kills them, right? right? And you, and you're just standing there wondering, okay, A, why don't you pull it off and stomp on it? Or B, take 14 steps in any direction because you can walk faster than it can run. <laughs> right. You know. Or step on it. Yeah, or that. Uh, and so zombies are kind of like that to me because, yeah, if they get a hold of you, they devour you and chew and munch and eat your guts and stuff like that. Okay, right. I get that. But have you seen how slowly they walk? That's true. I mean, and, and, and people barricade themselves into houses, you know, that, that classic zombie movie, the, one of the original, I can't remember what the hell it's called, but anyhow. Night of the Living Dead? Yeah. I and, they're, and they're hammering away, and they're barricading in, and the, and the zombies' fingers reach in and get a hold of the people. What the fuck do you think the middle of the room is for? <laughs> I mean, come on, people. I, you know, so... Even and and, and and my dis my dispute point was, therefore they're not real. That's not really fair because that doesn't mean they're not real. It just means they really can't hurt me. Right. Ghosts on another, you know, an evil ghost. If there is such a thing, okay, a nasty-minded ghost could maybe hurt me wherever I am, and so that's got more of a a fear factor for me. Right. Not so much a reality factor, but just more of a fear of... I'm really not afraid of zombies. Let them come. Well, and here, <laughs> here's my thought process, and it's because... And this is the whole reason why, because you've read the end, right? You've, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My zombies are completely different from the traditional zombies, and this, this is the reason why, because I actually looked into zombies. I wanted to make mine more realistic. Yeah. You have a rotting body, okay? right. right. They're walking. Their right. body is rotting. Therefore, the oxygen is drying out their their tendons. Right. So right. they're walking. All right. And with what? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and say, within thirty seconds, with no moisture in the tendon, the tendon snaps. Right. Right. What? And the bones break and the body falls. And, yeah, I was gonna say, and the body goes boom. Yeah. Right. Down the boom. <clears throat> and that's just. I don't know. I mean. I, I enjoy zombie movies. I have a whole slew of them in oh, my, yeah. my collection. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But well, it's like a playpen. It's it's a safety factor right. too. Yeah, it's fun to watch something that you know can't really happen. Right. Now I was watching Poltergeist as I told you when I came in. I was watching Poltergeist before I left and came home, 
came here, which feels like home. <laughs> and um, I wasn't even going to bother recording it, but it's it's so well done. It really is a, a well done it is. movie. And so, and I know what happens. I, practically every moment through the movie, I know what happens. And you know, I've seen it what seventeen hundred times, right? Uh, but I went ahead and hit the record button anyhow because I got to the part just before uh, the mom goes in after the kid. Carolyn, she, uh-huh. Yeah, she goes in by, with the rope. And to, and that's the messiest part of it. And I really don't like that part because I'm not into messy. Right. But um, I just like seeing that movie. And, you know, so many of those people are gone. Well, not so many. Carol Ann is gone. Right. She, she, she died yeah, young. Yeah, very young. Yeah. Um, and the the little lady that plays the yeah. one that solves the their problem, she's gone now. She died, kind of, well, I don't know, at least three years ago, I think. I was going to say recently. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's I enjoy watching their talent, you know, and, and, and the movie. So I decided, well, I'll just, when I go home tonight to cook dinner, I'll finish, you know, it. I'll finish watching it. Yeah. But it's a scary movie, too. It, it, to me, it's scary because there's that unknown. You know, I mean, I, I don't know how to put it. Is there where I draw the line? Right. You know, because zombies are unknown technically, but I I don't I'm not afraid of zombies. Okay. Right. Well, it, it also kind of makes me think. Um, I was listening to this on TV or the radio. They were talking about why they made two versions of The Shining. Uh-huh. And. The whole reason behind it was Stephen King, who, you know, obviously wrote The Shining. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was his name? He he did Clockwork Orange too. The oh, it was uh, oh, you're asking me, brain dead lady. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Well, anyway, he's the same person who did The Shining, and Stephen King felt that because he was atheist, not Stephen King, but the guy who did The Shining, the mm-hmm. director, mm-hmm. he felt that because he was atheist, he could not make that connection, that spiritual connection that the story was supposed to make. And that's why uh, he remade it with someone else, uh, with a new direction. Ah, uh, okay. So, and, and I spin that back around with the zombies. I haven't seen, have you seen both? Yeah. Are they both released? Oh, yeah. Um, the, Are they both called The Shining? Yes. That's odd. I don't remember ever having heard about that at all. It was okay. I, no, I mean, honestly, I don't remember hearing that there were two versions of the same. I've always just seen The Shining and, you know, never seen it. With Jack any. Nicholson. Yeah. yeah. No, they came out with it early part of 2000. Same two, stars and everything? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, 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 okay. Okay, there you go. All right. Yeah. So, oh. they, they completely remade the... Ah, gotcha. Okay. Well, I I think I think one of the the reasons that movies like The Shining, for example, versus the zombie thing, is that it's so frightening is not just because it's ghosts, okay? Because yeah, ghosts can be scary and everything like that. But the ghosts aren't the scary thing in The Shining. Right. Jack is the scary thing <laughs> in The Shining, okay? And he's very much alive. But but what makes it so terrifying is the. Uh, Isolation factor. Yes. There's, you know, and that's, to me, that's probably the best use of uh, something to, to scare people is the isolate. You can't, the phone won't work. Right. You can't call out for help. You can't yell for help. You can't run for help. You couldn't, you can't drive for help. The weather is closing in and, and you know, all of those factors are preventing 
her from helping herself and her child, but she does. Right. In spite of it. And and I think that's to me the enormous appeal of it all is is, you know, we all like to think we would do so well. I probably would cower in the corner someplace and go, ah, I don't know. Um And the most interesting part of this whole thing yeah. is both stories come out of Montana. Dead silence. What do you think the is shining. wrong with the people in Montana? <laughs> the shining. Uh, for those of you in Montana listening to this, I did not mean that as an accusation against you in any way. Um, yeah, The Shining was shot in Montana. You know, I thought it was shot in Colorado at that certain, hotel. Certain parts of the exterior. Ernie knows the name of that hotel, but I don't remember it. The exteriors were shot. In, in Colorado, some interiors were shot in Montana, and some ah. interiors were shot in California. Ah. Well, so. I'll tell you, it's a scary movie, um, and 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 maybe, you know, we're what are we? We're adults. We're experienced. We're associated with the genre. So we we sit here and go, well, there's no reason we know there's no reason to be afraid, but let's let's put ourselves again in, into the into the position of poorly educated or uneducated or not experienced with the genre or uh, easily misled or whatever. Right. It's it's possibly easy to understand that some people would truly be afraid. Yeah, I'm really trying to stretch here. <laughs> I know I am, but I'm trying trying to give them the benefit of the doubt that that there may be people who honestly haven't got. Well, I was about to say haven't got sense enough to know better, but I don't mean it that way. It, it just haven't got experience enough to know better uh, that that zombies don't really exist. And I know I'm taking a big step here, going zombies don't really exist. Okay, I realize I put myself out on a on a limb here. But did she put that thing in her mouth? No, she's got something in her mouth, though. Oh, pit it out, honey. Pit it out, pit it out. Grandma doesn't want to have to do CPR on your ass tonight. I <laughs> got it. Good girl. Yeah, you don't want to put things in your mouth. Mm-mm. For the listeners, um, <laughs> just to let you know, my, my daughter's always here with us. Um, her mom usually... You know, watches her while right, we podcast, right. but mom is extremely sick. Mom's so. got the bug that the whole family has been sharing all the last two weeks. So, except you, you didn't get it. No. Because you no. got your flu shot. <laughs> yeah, well, there we go again. I told, did I tell you about the myths? I have uh, I have a, an article here. I'm big on cutting out articles. Hmm. Ten flu myths. Did I tell you about this? <sighs> That I had cut this out. I don't. You know. told me about it, but we never discussed it. Well, this, and this is not this is not a joke. This is uh, is it a cold or the flu? Okay. Okay. Myth number one: I waited too long. Is it, it it isn't worth it anymore for me to get the flu shot? This is myth number one. Is that true or false? The fact is. Waiting too long. Yeah, she says, the person saying, I waited too long, it isn't worth it anymore for me to get the flu shot. I don't know if it's he or she who said this. Gotcha. The fact is, the flu season still has many weeks to thrive, or has many a week to thrive. It typically lasts from December to March. Getting a flu shot now will protect you for the rest of the season. 
And this was in the Daily Press, and I don't know what date. I didn't cut that part out. It's so, right. um, you know, March is nearly upon us, but you know what? Even if it's two weeks till the end of flu season, you can still get it. I don't think the flu bug is keeping track of that, number one. <laughs> number two, being sick for two weeks is just not worth it. Yeah, because I mean. But it does take a little while. Anyhow, I think that's covered in here. Myth number two. I already had the flu this season, so I don't need to get a flu shot. In other words, I've built up immunity, right? That's not If you had the flu, you're protected from that strain. But several other strains abound, and the flu shot protects against three. So. And that's with me, remember? I actually right. had the flu before right. I got the flu shot, but I still got the flu shot. Right, because you're smart. Myth number three, my kids stayed home sick with the flu today, so I got a flu shot. <laughs> the fact is, the flu vaccine doesn't protect you the same day. It takes two weeks to reach maximum effectiveness for the season. So if there's, if there's only two weeks to the end of the season, then it may not be worth it to get a flu <laughs> shot. But like I said, I don't think the flu bugs are keeping track of the dates sometimes. And if we have a longer winter than anticipated... Or the summer flu. Or the summer flu, yeah. Yeah, it's just however long those stupid viruses want to hang out. I oh, Myth number four, I didn't get the flu shot because it could give me the flu. You and I have talked about this yes. on podcasts before. That we did that on uh, germ warfare. Right. The flu shot does not give you the flu. The vaccine has a dead, inactive virus, so it can't make you sick. That bears repeating. The flu shot is a dead, inactive virus, and it cannot make you sick. Please, people, this isn't garbage. This is the truth. Believe it. Myth number five. I hate needles. I'm too scared to get the flu shot. We hear that one a lot. And like I said when we were talking about it, I'd rather get one poke in the arm than barf for three days. For real. Or two weeks. Needle-fearing healthy folks ages 2 to 50 can get a nasal spray vaccine. No, I haven't heard about this. Yeah, I have, but I don't know if they're necessarily readily available in your area. You need to check with your physician on that subject. It has a weakened virus. The virus is so weak that you can't get sick from it either. So it apparently is a live virus, but it's a very weak one. So, myth number six. If I wear a scarf or a mask, I probably won't get the flu. Ha! This fact is that this generally will not prevent you from getting the flu, though it's recommended that you don't touch your face too much. Wearing a mask or a scarf actually won't prevent the flu. And it won't really keep the bugs from your face either. Hand washing is probably the most effective still for keeping the bugs away from your nasal mucosa. Myth number seven. Oh, that, by the way, wait a minute. I shouldn't say that. That last stuff I said about washing your hands and everything, that was not a quote out of the paper. That was me. My, That's just that ed- was my educated. opinion. That was my educated information there. Myth number seven, I had the flu, but I feel better today. I must not be contagious anymore. Oh, heard that before. Oh, yeah. Fact, you are contagious up to seven days after the start of your flu illness. You're also contagious 24 hours before you show symptoms, which is kind of scary. That's kind of like, 
AIDS. You know, you've yeah. got it. You don't know you've got it, so you share it. And, right. And then you find out you've got it, and it's too late. Okay, <clears throat> myth number nine, and there are only ten, so we're nearly done. <laughs> I'm pregnant, so I can't get the flu vaccine. Fact is, pregnant women especially I was should get the flu shot. Because you don't want to be pregnant and have the flu. Yeah, possibility of early, you know, labor or... Well, yeah, and how pregnant are you and, and the effects. Uh, plus, when you're pregnant, you can't, uh, most of the time, medicate for symptoms. Right. Not with over-the-counter medications, anyhow, because there's so many drawbacks to early pregnancy and the use of over-the-counter medications. So that means you have to tolerate the symptoms without any help, which sucks rocks. Okay? Bad enough being pregnant without having to have all those problems and not be able to medicate for them. Headaches, pain, body aches, all that. Lace had the flu, remember? When, when she, she was pregnant. With Zoe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She was, she poor thing, was got miserable. No yeah. Okay, last myth. I got the flu vaccine, so I don't need to do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Fact is, you should still be washing your hands, as I said earlier, using a hand sanitizer enough. Oh, no, sorry coughing into your elbow which is yeah I can reach my elbow <laughs> drinking plenty of fluids and that would be the non-alcoholic type yeah uh, although I guess beer probably wouldn't be so bad you know it's, Still if you tolerate a lot of beer you know without getting shit based or if you're home and it doesn't matter then it's fluid I don't know uh, that's getting, a whole other story yes it is <laughs> okay getting enough sleep Ah, oh, good luck there. Eating healthfully and exercising regularly, which I'll tell you about later. we got something about exercising. And even then, you still might get the flu. <laughs> so there you go. Oh, this is the source for this. It, that's why I didn't cut out what paper it was in. This was in Daily Poop, but I don't know what date. But the source for this information came from the Chicago Department of Public Health Medical Director, Dr. Julie Morita. Oh, okay. There you go. That, yeah. that still covers the basis. Yeah. And then they have the cold or flu symptoms listed, too. Uh, fever is rare with a cold, characteristic with the flu, 102 to 104, lasts three to four days. Headache, rare with the cold, prominent with the flu. General aches and pains, slight with a cold, usually often severe with the flu. Fatigue and weakness, quite mild with cold, can last two to three weeks with the flu. Prostation, prostration, <laughs> sorry, I knew I was going to do that. Sorry, guys. Prostration or extreme exhaustion, never with a cold, and early and prominent with the flu. Stuffy nose, common with the cold, sometimes occasionally with the flu. Sneezing, usual with a cold, sometimes with the flu. Sore throat, common with the cold, sometimes with the flu. Chest discomfort and cough, mild to moderate hacking cough with a cold. Common, can become severe with the flu. Possible complications of a cold, sinus congestion, and earache. With the flu, bronchitis, and pneumonia, yeah. which is another really good reason not to get the flu in the first place. And prevention for a cold, there isn't any. And, of course, for the flu, annual vaccination. So there you go, folks. 
Please stay well. We like you. We'd like to keep you coming back to listen to us. Absolutely. And you won't want it if you're sick with the flu, trust me. <laughs> so, there you go. That's... I was going to mention exercising. Ernie and I have started exercising every day. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, not a whole lot because we're old, but we do what we can, you know. I mean, uh, he gets on the elliptical and I get on the that reclining bike thing. What is that called again? Well, it's not the kind of bike that's sitting up. Right. Stationary. It's not a stationary bike. It, you're more like this, kind of like riding in the Lotus. Oh, okay. And... Um, I do that, and he does the elliptical. And sometimes when he's not around, I do the elliptical, too, but not very much because it's really hard, hard, hard work. You wouldn't think so, but it is physically demanding. But anyhow, I do what I can. We do it anywhere from five to seven or eight minutes every morning now before breakfast. And that doesn't sound like a whole lot, I know, minutes, but you got to start someplace, right. you know. Yeah. And we both work up a little bit of a sweat, and get to breathing going and everything. So we figure that's good. got to yeah. be good. Got to be helping somewhere along the line. So we're trying to get healthier. <coughs> Poor Cody. I know. I'm going to have to let him in. Let him in. All right. I mean, he's not going to bother me. Pause. Well, with you guys, you know, being healthy and whatnot, uh, this week I actually kind of just let loose and had fun and... You know, as you were talking about drinks. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, I pulled a Grandma Sadie. Yeah? Uh, Taste a little gin, did you? <laughs> uh, that and I think like 14 beers later. Oi, babe. <laughs> 14. I can't. You know, I haven't physically got the room. And, and I, I must have a small stomach. I know my body's big. My tummy is large. That's a nice way to say my gut's big. Um, but I can't. Bless your heart. I can't put away 14 beers, even if I didn't do anything else. I can't. I can barely drink a whole beer and eat a meal. Really? Yeah, I just don't have the room in my stomach for it. Well, yeah. I didn't. <laughs> God bless you. I don't know how the hell you did it. And, you know. Was this in Vegas? Yes. Yeah. And I had a blast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We well, I walked out. I lost like two fifty. But you know what? For the fun I had. What do you plan on that? You don't go to Vegas to win money. It, you and I both know that. We we go to Vegas. Anybody that goes to Vegas all the time understands this. You go to Vegas to have a good time. Right. You don't plan on coming home with money. If you do, if you come home with what you went with, you're a winner. Right. And a lot of times that doesn't happen either. But that's okay because you know it's like going to a movie. You plan on leaving 50 bucks there if two of you are going to a movie and having popcorn and Cokes. It's just the way it is anymore. <laughs> it is. You know, unless you're our age, and then it's only 25 bucks. You know, because we get discounts. Speaking of movies, while we were there, yeah. um, I, I like Quentin Tarantino. I, yeah. I like his movies a lot. <laughs> she likes him, too. That's what she said. I like him, too. And uh, we were going to go see Durango Unchained. Oh, his, yeah, his yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. $18 a ticket. Holy mother of God. I kidding. said, I, I like him that much, but I don't like him uh, that much. No. You can wait till she wants to go in there. And, oh, she can't, though, huh? Uh, um, no, you know, you can wait for that. Yeah. You know, unless it's, unless it's got major special effects. 
Like the Life of Pi. I told you we went to see that because Ernie wanted to see that on the big screen. <laughs> then, you know, then, yeah, you, you plan on having to spend the money for it. and that, and that you. <laughs> but you know what? I told you, too. We, you know, we've got senior citizens discount, right? Right. When we go to the movies? Yes. The, this theater we went to, and it, I think it's AMC down at uh, Ontario, isn't that? Yeah. Well, there's Edwards. But then I think the other one is AMC, isn't it? I believe so. Yeah. They don't give their senior citizens discount until after 4 o'clock, thank you. What? Yeah. I said, what the fuck is that shit? What do you mean you don't give seniors? I didn't say that to the nice little girl. But I sure shit did when we walked away. <laughs> poor Ernie. Poor man. He's like, don't, please, don't make a scene. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Yeah, here she goes again. But really... What is that? We don't give senior citizen discounts until after 4 o'clock. So you're not considered a senior citizen? I guess not. Up until 4 o'clock, I'm 25. <laughs> Shit. I thought it was outrageous, frankly. But anyway. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have spent that kind of money to see it either. You know, there's a lot of movies out I'd like to see. Yes. Um, I don't know of one right now. That I'm hot to see in the theater. Ernie thought he wanted to go see Les Mis. Remember I told yeah. you he wanted to go see Les Mis really bad. Well, we found out where it was planned. We were going to go. And then it snowed. And we decided not to try to make it down the hill. And everything. And then he goes, nah, you know what? He says, I'll just I'll just get a Blu-ray copy. And, and we, he just bought a new stereo the other day. He hasn't hooked it up yet. But, you know. Uh, and we'll have, you know, the stereo. And it'll be good. And I'm like, are you sure? Because I don't, you know, I'm, I'm good to go. Right. On a day when it's not snowing, you know, I don't drive past when it's snowing. And he said, no, that's cool. So he, you know, he doesn't want to go. There's, I'm trying to think, there was one other one that I saw the previous for, and I thought, gee, I'd kind of like to see that in the theater. But I can't remember now what it was, you know. Right. But most of the time, we're not that... You know, it's just too nice at home. You know, you can put your feet up, part when you want to, you can <laughs> answer your phone if you have to, stuff like that. It's not a big deal. And well, in today's age, it's available to be watched. Even though yeah. even though it's on the big screen, it's still available to be seen at home. Yeah, and, and nicely, yeah. too. If you've got a decent, and you do, too, a nice, decent-sized television set good reception on your TV screen and all that kind of stuff. It's cool. And Now, um, have you heard anything about that new theater in Hesperia? How that's working out for people? I haven't heard anything. I'm interested in hearing if anybody that listens to us has been to that theater. I know one person that's been who's on my Facebook list. I could probably ask him how it went, but I'm don't know as he'd have much in the way of an answer because I just don't think he would. But my my curiosity stems from the fact that I read that they have that they take reservations. They sell reserved seats. Really? Yeah, and I'm like, what the hell is that? And so I googled how does that work? Mm -hmm. Because you can Google anything these days. Yes. And uh, believe it or not, I found several answers. Lots of people have, lots of theaters all over the country have reserved seating. And my, one of my main questions about it was how do they enforce that? 
Right. You know, I mean, I had visions of somebody taking me to my seat, like an usher or something. Right. With my ticket number, row 17, seat 3, you know, and getting there and finding Joe Blow sitting there, you know. And then the usher says, Joe, you're in the wrong seat. And he goes, oh, sorry, and moves two seats down. And I sit down until the next person comes. How does it work? And why? What is the... What's the point? You know, are, are, are people so upset with going to the theater and having to sit in a crummy seat that they are pleased with reserved seating? What is that? How many times have you been to a movie in the last 10 years when it was full, when the theater was full? Just a handful of times. Yeah, maybe. At, at best, where you've had to have, have you ever had to sit in a really bad spot? I mean, even the worst, you know, to me, worse than nosebleed is the upfront seat. Yeah. You know, because you're like this, right? Watching the movie. When I went to go see, and, and how many years has this come out? Uh, that the um, Live Free Die Hard with Bruce Willis. I think that came out in like 2007, 2008. Yeah. yeah. That was the, the last time I actually had the seat. You know, set up front. Oh yeah. Because the the entire place was full. But See, that, that that really doesn't happen that often, and it doesn't happen for us that often because frequently we go in the afternoon, and so we're not really in the. Uh, it's not really a problem for us to find a seat because there's us and four other people at the movie. You know, and uh, we have Ernie and I have actually literally gone to movies in the afternoon in a theater and there wasn't anybody there but us the whole time so it it's to me kind of uh superfluous offering to the public to make available and it's not just that they make available uh Reserve seating, that's it. You, that's what you buy. Right. You buy a ticket with a reserved seat. Well, you well, know, everybody wants to sit front and center. Come on. What? I, I don't know. It just, I haven't watched. And that's what's kept me from going to, to see that new movie theater. Haven't, haven't been interested in going to see it because of that. Really? Yeah. I'm not, I don't want to have to do a deal with that. Well, my thing is, too, is if you're reserving seats. I mean, how many times have you gone, like, in a week in advance and say, well, week after Tuesday, we're going to go to the movies. Oh, yeah, right. Uh-huh. Sure. Usually it's that same day. Listen, I got a pill I'm supposed to take 30 minutes before I eat. Right. You know how often I can do that? I can take that pill at 1130 in the morning and figure, okay, by 12 I'm going to be, it never happens. <laughs> Somebody calls, the bacon doesn't get done yet, the toast isn't ready yet. Ernie spent too long in the bathroom and hasn't eaten his breakfast yet. I'm still making his lunch. I gotta go to the bathroom. Somebody comes to the door. Little girl selling Girl Scout cookies. It isn't gonna happen. But no, you gotta take this pill 30 minutes before you eat. It's the stupidest thing I ever saw in my life. What is it, metformin? Oh, it's that uh, green coffee extract. Ernie decided that sounded like a legitimate dietary aid, so he says, you should take this. Okay, honey, I'll take the shit. <laughs> it's supposed, what it's supposed to do is it's supposed to help you gain weight 
better than if you didn't take it. It doesn't make you or not gain weight, lose weight. It doesn't make you lose weight. It makes you lose it more efficiently. That's their claim. Right. If you would normally lose a pound in, in a week, just taking this will help you lose another pound. Gotcha. So you'd lose two pounds in a week. Well, fuck. That doesn't, it's not happening. You know, and supposedly you're not supposed to have to change anything other than what your normal dieting routine would be. And I'm changing nothing in my normal dieting routine, except I'm trying to take this silly pill a half hour before I eat. <laughs> and it just, I even write down when I took it so I don't blow it because sometimes I'll go, wait, did I take the pill or not? I can't remember. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of... It's like you said, how can you say two weeks in advance that you're going to go to a movie? You can't. Not when you got kids. No. It, not, not when you have a life. I was going to say, know. usually it's, it's like 15, 20 minutes before the movie even starts. You're like, let's go to the movies. Yeah. <laughs> or when is the movie playing? You know, that's what we do. Because you can't, to me, I, don't, I won't walk into a movie if, I, if, if it's not brand new started. Right. I don't walk into a movie that's in progress. Well, you feel like it, you're wasting your money, essentially. Because I can't rewind, for one thing. Right. <laughs> you know, and I don't know what's gone on. And no. You can't say, hey, what happened so far? No, you can't. So, I have to know when the movie is going to be on. That, that entails Googling or getting on the internet or phoning. And for a long time, these numbnuts over here in Hesperia weren't even putting their ad in the paper. Really? Yeah! They were not. It said when they first announced they were open, it's down the, at the end of the column. It said call for, for movie times and shows. Huh, you got to be freaking kidding me. You think I'm going to waste my time calling you up and listening and then write down everything I'm hearing yeah, about no. what? Come on. Put it, spend $10 and put it in the damn paper. For reals. It was stupid. So there's many, many things about the way that's being run that, Makes and on top of it, they're supposed to have. This is supposed to be one of the new theaters that has food, and and beer and wine. Oh, one of those. Oh yeah, it's supposed to be very up high class. Yeah. Well, in the first place, you know where they built the thing. Where? Oh, it's so stupid. Instead of putting it on Main Street, uh huh, where everybody'll see it and go, "Hey, there's the new theater. We need to go see that," and like that. It's a block off on Ninth Street. On ninth and Yucca, I think. Okay, down there by the Civic Center, where driving by, you gotta know it's there and look for it to find it in the intersection, which is not a good time to be looking around for something. <laughs> okay, you gotta drive by and go, oh, there it is. There it went, you know. Turn around. <laughs> Where's that new theater? It's back there. We just passed it. Yeah. It's just, it's, they, they, I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know what they... There's land they could have used on Main Street. They could have built it down there by the new Walmart. They could have built it down at our end. There's lots of places they could have put it. Yes. Lots. There's lots of land on Main Street that isn't being used for anything. Would have been just fine. But no, they're going to hide the fucker back here on Ninth <laughs> and Yucca. Okay, whatever. So I'm not too keen on the whole thing yet. We'll have to see how it does. I, I'm Frankly, I'm not too encouraged about its uh, prospects. Well, spin this whole thing around. Okay. And watch how I'm about to combine oh, both our so subjects good. into one. You're so good at this, yes. Uh, probably 
this weekend. I'm hoping this weekend. Yeah. We're going to go to the movies. Yeah. And see a new zombie flick. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, See how that. I spend both of those. That's things? very good. Very good. Uh, called Warm Bodies. Oh, it's, it's a new. I like the name. It's it's supposed to be like a new take on zombies. There there was a zombie. Oh, now you're gonna hate me now because I'm gonna start a subject and I won't be able to finish it. There was a zombie movie I love. It was a a comedy zombie movie, and I can't remember what it's called. Shot of the Dead. Yeah, I think that was it. Where he keeps taking his arm and sticking it back in. Oh, is no, that no, that is um, Dylan Dog. It's the guy who played Superman, the last Superman. Oh, I don't know. I don't know who it was. I don't think so. I think it was somebody a little more well-known than that. But he, I'm trying to think of the story even. I, I even recorded it and had it and I held it for a long time for Ernie to watch. But because he doesn't like zombies because they're messy and everything, right. he never really wanted to watch it. But it was freaking hilarious because the, the, the kids... The one I can't even remember now with the storyline, but I remember that that his arm kept falling off, and he had to keep sticking it in, like kind of like um, Monty Python. Um, but darn it, I, I'm going to have to Google it now. I'm sorry, folks, to do stuff like that to you. This is what I live with at my age. <laughs> you know, you think of stuff, you, then you then you spend hours, and then you say to your husband, "Hey, what was that movie?" And he goes, "Oh," you know, because he doesn't remember either. And then you sort of live your life in a little bit of a fog. Thank God for computers that keep that from happening all the time. So I will. I'll for look real. it up. But anyhow, it's it's a really funny movie. And anybody that's seen it will know the one I'm talking about. Now, I does it can't. take place in the U.S.? or in? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they go, they go into a bar together. Um, and everybody just sort of takes it for granted, if I remember right. Takes their zombieism sort of for granted. Oh, and they pick up this old guy, or the old guy picks them up. They're hitchhiking, and this old guy picks them up in his in his truck and gives them a ride. He takes it for granted that they're zombies. He's got no problem with that, and they get along real good with him. And then he he drives them around. Then he winds up sitting on a bench in front of a lake, and he dies there and stuff like that. I, I don't think know. I've it's, seen it's, it. it's it's a, uh, I'm going to have to look it up. I'll write myself a note. I'm going to get up right now and get a pen, write myself a note, find a funny zombie movie so I can tell you all about it. Yes, because, you know, next episode uh, is our lucky episode 13. Oh, that would be a perfect perfect subject matter for, for a 13. Our next one, not the second one we're doing tonight, but a... Actually, the second one. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. okay. Well, anyway. For, how do I explain this? In real time? Uh-huh. You're staying here for an extra hour. We're going to do episode right. 13. Right. But for the Jayzo Modcast time, that'll be not this week, but next week will be episode 13. Okay. Okay, well, whatever. Whenever I do talk about it, you'll be glad that that you listened because it it's really a funny movie. I thought it was hilarious. I laughed and laughed. See, I thought I've seen all the zombie movies, but it doesn't ring a bell, so perhaps I've, I haven't seen that one. I wish I could remember better than I can. But anyhow, anyhow, yeah, I'll, I'll look it up and I'll let you know. So, the, so they're going this weekend to see Warm Bodies. That's the game plan. Where, who's in Warm Bodies? Um, all unknown cast. Ah, okay. Rebecca, my sister, huh? told me about it. Originally, we were supposed to go with her on a double date. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't happen. 
So I decided, I want to see this. I like zombies. I mean, if, if you open up my, my DVD cabinet, you'll see I have a slew of zombie movies. And um, it's, it's an interesting concept. The boys, the zombie, his girlfriend is alive, and they go on this kind of wild adventure. And, and for me, it just doesn't really process, you know, live boy or live girl dead boy just doesn't so i have to go see it it'll be an interesting uh, it'll be interesting to see how they manage it yeah yes yeah kind of it's kind of like the the um jesus the the isn't it aren't they dra aren't they vampires that are, they're doing now with Taylor Lautner. And, oh, the Twilight? Yeah. Yeah, they're vampires. Yeah, but some of them are, some of them are. Yeah. They get along anyway. and You know, it's kind of like Buffy. Buffy was one of my favorite shows for a long time. I loved watching Buffy. I thought it was totally cool, you know, and everybody just sort of, yeah, of course there are vampires and we need somebody to slay them, you know. And I, I, I kind of like that. I think it's kind of a, a cool approach to the whole thing instead of... Everybody going around me. You gotta be kidding me. There's no vampires. <laughs> we just watched uh, Hotel Transylvania. Is that any good? It's very cute. I'm um, I'm thinking about buying it. And you know, it's for me. It's not. It wasn't quite as funny as Frankie Weenie. Frankenweenie. I love Frankenweenie. That's hilarious. God, I love that. The kids in Frankenweenie are freaking hilarious. The kids that are that are his friends. Right. The little boy's friends. The, the cast. Yeah. Oh my god, they're so funny. You just gonna you haven't seen that yet. No. You gotta rent that and see it. It's it's really hilarious. Yesterday I actually went to go buy Paranormal at Walmart. Oh yeah, we rented that too. Um <laughs> let me think. Did I like it or did I not? The last time I talked to you about it you said you liked it. Because it was Tim Burton. Yeah. It was the claymation. It, it was it was it was good. It, I, I don't think I'll buy it, but it was good. Uh, it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be, which, was, in my opinion, was based on the Olympic season blurb that they put out. It was a, an advertisement for the Olympics, and they used one of the monsters from Paranorman oh, really? in the blurb. And he did, he does this thing where, you know how uh, when the uh, acrobats, you know, they tumble across the floor and they're all done and they go bah, like that with their arms up yeah. in the air, you know? Well, this, or they do it on the horse or they do it on the trampoline or whatever they're doing, they do the bars and stuff. Well, he does this one thing where he's swinging on the parallel bars and he, one of his arms comes off. And oh. <laughs> at the end of it, he's go, he tries to go like that and only his left arm goes up, you know. So then arm. pretty soon the, the, the right arm that's messed up and hung up on the bars, you know, pretty soon it comes up. <laughs> sort of after the fact. It's hilarious. And I really kind of based... My interest in the movie Off on that. that alone, and sadly, it's it was probably the funniest thing about the movie, and it wasn't even in the movie. Uh, so you know, it was okay. I, you know, it wasn't a waste of time. It was just okay. Well, I went to go buy it, and yeah. they were out. Rent it first. You may okay. you may decide against actually purchasing. Yeah, you might. And it, well, it kind of depends. So you got kids. Kids will watch anything sixty times. Right. I do too. If I it's something I really like, 
I can't get enough of it. I can't go past. I watched Turner and Hooch again today and cried when the damn dog died. <laughs> How many times have I seen that movie? I don't even know. Oh, that's And classic. I always cry when a stupid dog dies. So, you know, kids are like that, too. If they if they really like a movie, they'll watch it. They don't care, you know, right. how many times they've seen it before. So, you know, if the family watches it and they like it, it'd be worth buying. You know, if it's just for us, I probably won't buy it, you know. It's probably wrong. All right. So we got 10 minutes before we close. Got already? Yeah. I'm flies. Um, how about we talk a little bit about Twinkie? Because oh, yeah. we we started this whole, you know, when, when the word went out that yes. Twinkie was going to go bankrupt, and yes. we followed it, and we've given updates, and then it kind of dissipated because, well, there was nothing being reported on it. Right. But you came in today with some info on Twinkie. I have been having fun with scissors and my daily newspaper lately. This is out of the Daily Press. Again, I didn't get the date. Sorry about that, folks. It's uh, really from the uh, Chicago Tribune uh, with an AP photo of packages of Twinkies. And the headline is, Trying to Replace the Twinkie. It says, We have taste-tested five golden cake cream-filled substitutes ranging from the Walgreen house brand to a Canadian import sold by Jewel Osco. Cakes were rated on a scale of one to five, five being sublime, one being on a par with cardboard. <laughs> As a control, or con control, I don't know how you say it when it means that, but anyway, to as a balancing, um, we asked our taste testers to think of a Twinkie as a three. Not sublime, but far above cardboard. So, the uh, first one they rated, and these are not in, in, in any particular order, uh, it's headlined, Nice, with an exclamation point, Sponge Cake, from Walgreens, $1.29 for a two-pack, average score, 1.4. Comment, where did the cream filling go? Now, and the one was cardboard, right? Uh, yeah. So okay, gotcha. <laughs> just above cardboard and not much in the cream filling department. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, the next one, the Snack Artist Cream Cake is the headline. It's from Safeway. It's two ninety nine for a box of 10. Hmm. Very cheap. Average score, 2.6. Comment, even has cream in injection marks on the bottom like the Twinkies do. Cool. Yeah. So. So two point six. So it's it's 2. almost. Two point six. It's almost Twinkie. a three for up to the Twinkie level. Plus, it's cheap. Two ninety nine for for ten. Huh. You know what is that? Twenty nine cents a piece. No. Yeah. Roughly. Yeah, roughly. Actually, thirty if you round it up. Hmm. That's pretty cheap. Okay. Uh, the next one it says cloud cakes by Little Debbie. Three oh nine for ten. Average score, 2.8. Comment, cream filling, consistency, and texture, okay. I think that's just what they said. I can't help it. So right now, the product that Little Debbie puts out is the closest thing. So far, Little Debbie's closest to the 3.0, but I kind of don't understand the comment of cream filling and consistency and texture are okay. I, that doesn't, that's not terribly informative for me. 
Okay, then Vashon Golden Sponge Cakes. No. Saputo sold at Jewel Osco. I don't know what the hell that means. I think that's the Canadian one. Oh, I guess, yeah, it would be. So, and then the Vashon is French. I don't know what Saputo is. Anyhow, they're three forty-nine for a box of six. Ooh. Wow. And they score... A 3.3. And the comment said they were swayed by the chocolate. Is that fair? So apparently these have like chocolate coating or a chocolate bottom. Or See, now you just lost me. Somewhere there's chocolate. And yeah, and that doesn't make it a Twinkie. No. To me. Um, so I don't know. They, they, you know, they, they say it isn't fair. So I personally, I'd subtract a point for the chocolate, but that's just me. Actually, I would too. Uh, then the last one says, Great Value Golden Cream Cakes by Walmart. Apparently, these are the names that are given to them. Yeah, the product. On the package. Or the brand name, rather. Well, yeah, could be. Uh, Walmart sells them 238 for 10 Average score, 2.6. Comment, good filling and homemade taste. Which is interesting because Twinkie doesn't taste homemade to me. No. So I'm not sure how I could say that compared to a Twinkie. You know, I, I don't know what a homemade taste of Twinkie would taste like anyhow. So, <laughs> so what it comes down to, though, even though the person was biased with the chocolate, which I actually, like you, you commented, I would have taken a point away instead of adding Yeah, yeah. But Little Debbie's is the closest thing to Twinkie's there. Yeah, it looks as though Little Debbie wins uh, with... Um, a 2.8 score, followed closely by Safeway with 2.6. And the last one I just read about, the Golden... The Walmart one. Value, great Value Golden Cream Cake by Walmart at 2.6. So, clearly, um, there are alternatives out there that, uh, for anybody who doesn't consider themselves to be a Twinkie connoisseur, could possibly face life with and and survive uh my son bob the youngest son said something the other day when i mentioned the twinkie thing and he said they can't they can't stop making twinkies <laughs> that's that, that how can they do that it's an american institution ah <laughs> uh, yeah well the young you know he's not young but um he's young enough to think that Twinkies, Twinkies are an American institution. I think that's kind of cute in a way. Anyhow. You know, with everything that we've talked about today, I know what the title of this um, episode is called. Oh, good. What? It's Food Explanation Mark From Zombies to Twinkies. Oh, yeah. That is good. <laughs> that's very good. I like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ah, uh, yummy. Uh. Well, for... Zoe Montoya, I am David K. Montoya. And I am S. Sadie Burbank. And remember, folks, what happens in Burbank ends up on a podcast. Good night. Good night. Did you know the original filling of Twinkies was cocaine? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> was uh, lard. Really? Yeah. Lard mixed with sugar, and it got whipped up, and that's it became white. It was invented by an American, wasn't it? Well, yeah. Because they have chocolate-covered bacon, too. Yes. Yes. But 
Like I said, genius. So there, there was a concerted effort. Lard, the lard was actually healthier, air coating healthier than the chemical shitstorm that is now the Twinkie film. I believe it. So It's better to eat grease than to eat what's in there. <laughs> absolutely. I would, it, it, it's almost akin to eating a tire, a tasty, tasty tire. Well, you got to figure the only two things that would survive in nuclear winter are cockroaches and Twinkies. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Which brings up another fact. Cockroaches will survive a nuclear fallout. Yeah. What is in a can of Raid? Ooh. It kills them, but a nuclear bomb won't. Oh, I'm thinking about that one. No doubt. Concentrated plutonium. Yeah. We could power the DeLorean with that. Oh, yeah, we could. Have you the, the hold the can up to the later thing? No. Oh, <gasps> Napalm. Mushroom clouds. Woo! Oh, well, we're off topic. Yeah, somewhat. <laughs> and uh, our final segment is Don't Get Us Started, number 12, All Hallows' Eve. My favorite holiday. I like it. That I... day should be a global day off. It's not? Sadly, no. Uh, I always take it off. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes my boss Me gets too. mad. <laughs> <laughs> this is from October 31st, 2013. This week for Halloween, Sadie and Lacey bring back what we think co-host David Montoya as they continue to talk about ghost stories and creepy supernatural occurrences. Nice. Oh, he did make a comeback. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Don't get us started. Number 12. Hi, everybody, and welcome. I am S. Sadie Burbank. And I am Lacey Montoya. Welcome to Don't, Don't Get, Get Us Started. We're happy to have you here with us tonight. This is our Halloween, Halloween. show. Do, 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 do. Or do I have to pay money for that now? I don't know. Oh, God, I hope not. <clears throat> anyway. Um, Cha-cha-cha. <laughs> yeah, right. You don't have to pay. Right. right. <laughs> um, before we start Halloweening, uh, this is the last show that we'll be doing in the month of October. Yes. And we want to, again, remind everybody that it's Breast Cancer Awareness, Awareness Month. Um, you'll be glad to know I got my tits smashed last week, and I got my report back already. And everything quick. is good. Yeah, they're very quick. The facility I do business with uh, medically is, they're, they're very, on a, very on quick. It. Yeah. I got my poo-poo test back, and it was negative, and I got my booby test back, and it was negative, and there, so I'm good to go for a whole year now. I don't have to worry about... Shitting in the cup or getting your boobs smashed? Exactly. Oh, <laughs> Being I just, violated. I can't tell you how I love to do that <laughs> poo-poo test, too. I just, oh, I adore it. <laughs> but in any case, it was good, and I told you last week, the, the mammography itself was really cool because we had that new digital... Yeah, how did that uh, machine, work? and it was amazing how um, comfortable it was. Actually, I was really? so, yeah, it was different. When they told me on the phone that they had this new machine, the lady said, "I don't know whether it hurts the same as the others or not." Right. Well, in fact, the the full frontal, if you will, uh, uh, view that they do first mm -hmm. was essentially painless. They did. Okay. They don't have to smash it down so hard to in order to get a good picture because it's a digital okay um uh, machine yeah 
for one of a more accurate. I'm, I'm so not mechanical. But anyhow, uh, but the side one, yeah, was still pretty uncomfortable because it has to hold your tit up. Right. In a different way. But it was still not as bad. It's just the angle that they have yeah. to. Yeah. It was still not as bad as they have been on the, on the other machines. So, and then she showed me the picture and everything. It was cool. I could look at it. And of course, I didn't know too much what I was looking at. Right. You know, but, um, it was very clear. There was nothing that you could look at and go, Ooh, I wonder what that that is. You know, if you know how to read those things, it was clear. You'd know exactly what you were looking at. Right. So those of you who have the opportunity to use the new digital machines, and I'm sorry, I can't tell you exactly what their name is, but, you know, new digital would work, um, then, yeah, I'd sure recommend it because it was far more comfortable. It was faster. She just had to do one front on and one side for each breast, and that was it. So it was it was So you plopped it on the tail, got two pictures of each, and put it back in. that's it. Exactly. (laughs) That was exactly it. And uh, and then I was telling her, what was I telling her about our podcast? I was mentioning some. Oh, I told her that we talk about breast cancer awareness uh-huh. on the podcast, and she thought that was really cool. Yeah, because they they give you things. I got this little um, pink ribbon uh, sticker. It's supposed to go on your car actually, but I didn't I didn't want to put it on my car, so I put it on my refrigerator, like nobody will ever see it. But that's okay. Yeah. And um, an emery board and a pink candy they give you. It's like, oh, goody. Okay. <laughs> a candy. A candy. Well, you know, they want you to feel good about going. And and it's like giving a kid a sucker when he goes to the dock. Right. You know, so. But anyhow, uh, don't forget men. This also applies to you. Breast cancer does, unfortunately, affect men as well as women. Yes. Maybe not with as much frequency, but uh, it does happen. So we want to encourage you that if you have any concerns about your body at all, breasts or not, don't have don't stick out. your head in the sand and like an ostrich. Don't go to, go to the doctor because then you're going to be misled. Then you're going to freak out. You need to go to the doctor. Who knows what they're talking about? Yeah, don't go where to get shit mis- like Google. Yeah, you, know? you can. I mean, you can get some valid not by diagnosis. You can get some valid information online, but not particular to your body you, you can kind of get an idea and tell your doctor you know i looked at this and i have some of these symptoms yeah and your doctor's gonna go what'd you do read that on the internet All right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh you know like i said don't don't play ostrich not with your health it's not worth it if your gut tells you something's wrong most likely there might be well yeah and the graveyards are full of people that went oh it'll be okay you know, I have a cartoon that's stuck up on my refrigerator, uh-huh. and it's a cemetery. And and the, one of the headstones reads, I don't know why we need to get an electrician. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> I love that cartoon. I think it's hilarious. Anyhow, David's here. David, Hi, David. David Montoya is with us. David K. Montoya. <laughs> Hi, boys and girls. See, that's David K. Montoya doing his, <laughs> I'm really awake and not just sleepy like I was 10 minutes ago. Not when even came, 10 minutes. When we came home from the gym. <laughs> I wake up really fast. Yeah, he yeah. does. He does. He's a good kid. He's here tonight, too, because we're going to have ghost stories. Well, actually, also, I wanted to pop in and let you know that because this is falling on a quote-unquote holiday, you don't have a time limit. We don't. Oh my gosh. 
Oh, really? We're not going to get slapped in we the hand with a ruler again? Special dispensation? No, because I was checking Stitcher last night. And because of, you know, what was going on, I just wanted to make sure. Right. Just to clarify, right. we are back online. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so we're, we're not our, grounded no more? No. Our, our bad girl, bad boy oh, yeah. no longer time period is up. That's why when I went and looked at my phone today, I had like almost 40 notifications. So ah, all good. the, all the past notifications uh-huh. hit my phone at once. So everybody oh. that, We'll okay. get all the notifications. Of all the past right. shows that they hadn't been told about. And there are some good ones back there. Yes. Too. Some yes. very good ones. So, so take a listen. Yeah, please go back and listen. So I went and I was just being nosy and looking around and I found it, it, it said something about holidays. And then I went and looked and, and looked at anything that's observed in the United States because obviously it changes per country. Right. And it says Halloween. So... You guys, cool. it's Halloween time, cool. and it's going to air on Halloween, so you got unlimited cool. time. Halloween-y. Well, we have Halloween decorations, but nobody can see them, but we do have a skull. No, just a couple. I didn't go out this year. I did take down my spider web over my fireplace and all my spiders because yeah, we had that storm, burning. Yeah. and it was cold, and I wanted a fire, so yeah. we took all that down. Yeah. Um, let me just jump in and say, I don't know who did it, but it scared the shit out of me, and I kind of laughed a couple days later. Um, we have powdered laundry detergent. <laughs> okay, I found out who did it. I did it. <laughs> and um, I, I was getting a scoop, and I seen something black in there. <laughs> and I looked at it, and I dumped it, and it, it was a spider sticking out. And I literally, I, I probably squealed like a little girl. I was like, ah! I put a black plastic spider in the laundry detergent box. <laughs> You did that on purpose. It was sitting there, and I thought it would be funny. Yeah, ha ha! It's not hard enough to get him to help around the house. You gotta, gotta complicate things with spiders in the laundry detergent. I don't know. So then I, I thought I seen something coming from its underbelly, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" And I took the <laughs> cup and I flipped it over, and I seen the ring. I'm like, "Fuck!" If I were you, I think I would find something icky to fold into her underwear when I folded up the laundry one day. But that would be I me. have kids. Nothing frightens me. Well, this is that's true. that's this not is, quite true. This is true. I can walk up behind. Even for being a fat guy, I can walk up behind. Silently. Her. Oh yeah, I would. You'd he be, did that to me yesterday. I had a knife in my hand. You'd, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you'd be you'd be a dead man on the floor if you did that shit to me. You know. <laughs> but it would be worth it. It really would. It, it, the thing is, I make Ernie stomp. And you're going to laugh at this, but I found out from watching, oh, you're going to hate me because I, I'm so bad with names of movies. The movie where Adam Sandler has Jennifer Aniston pretend to be his wife so he can uh, get laid by a lot of other people and he wears a wedding ring so nobody will know he's, av- they won't think he's available. Right. He Actually, I know what you're talking about. I'm yeah. Well, anyhow, you know. in that movie... Uh, uh, Jennifer Aniston said something about getting startled, and Nicole Kidman says, oh, that's one of the first signs of uh, menopause, is getting startled. And, oh. I, and, and I startle very easily now, where I did not necessarily used to. I think I've so always I went online easily. and I in- investigated that, and sure as shit, it's one of the uh sign not signs it's a it's comes along with the the benefit package if you will of of menopause and so i told ernie this cuz because he has a terrible habit 
of like we have sort of a circle in our house. Mm -hmm. I mean, like in the kitchen, and then there's the so-called dining room, and then you turn right and go into the living room, and you go all the way around, and you circle, and you come back. If you work it right, you come back into the kitchen again. Okay. So he'll start out in like his desk and computers in the living room, and he'll be at the computer, and I've you know I'm in the kitchen cooking or washing or doing whatever. And I know he's in there. I see him. Yeah, he's in there. You know, and I come in. And then without telling me, he gets up and he goes into another room somewhere else. And then he comes into the kitchen <laughs> and walks right up behind me and goes, Hi, I just wanted to tell you that <laughs> and I'm on the ceiling now. Okay. And so finally I, I told him, I said, listen, you, you just cannot do that. Okay. Right. I'm fucking 73 years old. <laughs> You're going to give me a goddamn heart attack if you don't stop this shit. So Sound familiar, honey. <laughs> so now when he comes into the kitchen in the morning, like when he gets up in the morning, you know, and he go, and his defense is, well, there's nobody else in the house but me. And I go, yeah, that doesn't count. That. that doesn't count because A, you might be wrong and B, you're in the, you're in the bathroom. Uh-huh. You're not in the kitchen. So who's coming up behind me going, boo? You know? Right. So, so I make him stomp or make noise or say, hi, honey, I'm coming out now or <laughs> anything to give me a clue. Because when I'm working in the kitchen or wherever I'm working, I, my mind is going a mile a minute. I'm always thinking about the whatever. book or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever I'm working, what project I'm working on, what I want to do that day, something. It's right. always going on in my head. I'm focusing on stuff like that. What I'm doing is automatic. Right. You know, at, at my age, you can cook anything yeah. automatically, you know, so I don't have to focus on the cooking. So I'm, my, my mind is wandering and it isn't thinking like, okay, is he coming around the corner right. yet? Is he coming around the corner yet? So I make him, and so he, and he, bless him, he's really good about it. He's, he very rarely slips up anymore because I just give him hell for it. I really do. I, I do everything but hit him. And I have. Dave has gotten slapped been before tinted. out of instinct. I, I was just. But he'll, he, he'll come in and he stomps on the floor or if he's barefoot, he'll go on the wall <laughs> like that. Coming around the corner. Here I come. I'm coming around the corner now. And I'll go, thank you, honey. That's very nice you of you. You need to put jingle bells on his slippers I, that way. I, I have told him in, in public when when I lose track of him in Walmart or somewhere, uh-huh. I said, God damn, I'm going to put a bell around that sucker's <laughs> neck one of these days. And the ladies around me always laugh. They think uh-huh. that's hilarious, you know. But, yeah, that it's it's come to that point. You're going to wear a bell or you're going to fucking let me know you're coming. That's all there is to it, you know, because I'm not going to go through this shit. No, he does it and he sits and laughs and... Yeah, ha, ha. I, <laughs> let me see. How would you look without teeth? Ah, uh, yeah, funny. Uh-huh. Very funny. So there you go. Yes. That's one way to to play Happy Halloween. Yeah, he likes doing that too. Yeah, it's not fucking funny at all. I'm not, but then I'm not a it's practical not funny, joker. It's not funny. It's hysterical. No, yeah. only to you. To you. <laughs> only to you. I'm not a practical joke appreciator at all. I do not appreciate any aspect of practical jokes. <laughs> I find them neither practical nor jokes as far as that goes. And so, mm-mm, no, not for me. But we weren't going to talk about that tonight. We were going to talk about scary stuff and that's scary but not well, our last podcast we talked about a lot of stuff 
Yes, we did. We talked about a lot of stuff. We were going to talk about ghost stories. We did talk a little bit about mm-hmm. ghost stories. I told some of my dad's ghost stories. And you said... I talked about mine. You said that David had some ghost stories? Well, he's got more. Uh, being put on the spot here. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. Uh, well, didn't you guys? Weren't you guys talking a little bit about the house you lived in that was haunted? Yes, it was. Uh, we we lived. The street was a uh, little beaver here in Apple Valley, and it was just a, a two. What what would you call it? And what they were like a duplex. Well, there's only two. That's a duplex. Duplex, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so, but the garages separated them, so it was almost like a little house. Yeah. 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 So what I was going to say is I don't know, you know, if anything was happening on the other side. You know, yeah. With right. Too. But, yeah, there was stuff. Um, like I was saying, I don't know if I said it on podcast prior, but I was talking to Carrie and Terry and I were talking about it. Um, you know, I used to see a dog running around all the time. And I'd get pissed off, you know, Connie! And look down and he's like right now, you know, he's right there at your feet. Calling your dog, yeah. your dog's name. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thinking that it was your dog. Yeah. But by running around, you mean in the house? In the house. With yeah. you? A big I, dog? A big dog, yeah. And, and from what I can remember, it looked like a lab, you know. Um, now, then, now, okay, now when you say you saw a dog, did you actually, like, just like you see Cody laying here at my feet? Yes. Or a filmy no. thing that kind of looked like a dog. No. Anything that I've ever seen has been completely solid. There, there's been no transparency or, or anything like that. Anything supernatural that I've, I've witnessed is completely solid. Did you hear the dog make noise when he ran around in the house at all? Did he bark or toenails scratch on the floor or anything like that? No. I think it, it, I caught it out of my peripheral. Yeah. And you know, oh my it, it looked like it, you know, it was just being rowdy and running around. And you thought it was your dog, but yeah, your because, dog in fact was beside you and yes. it wasn't. <clears throat> and that <clears throat> and you stayed in that house. You stayed lived in that house for 8 years. Jesus Christ. What do you need to to provoke you into moving? Just probably poltergeist, throwing shit at us. I I was going to say feeling threatened. Um which is interesting because I know I told about, you know, the entity waking up. I woke up, and, and that entity was in the room. And um, that year is actually when we moved. That happened in 2002. Yeah, now our our listeners that heard you tell that in a previous podcast yes, know what you're talking about. But right. we may have listeners tonight who don't. Why don't you back up just a shade and, and kind of bring them up to snuff on that one? Okay, um, so like I said, in 2010, we lived in an apartment, and Lacey and I were asleep, and I I woke up to someone calling me by my middle name, and it was very odd, because the only people that called me by my middle name is blood relatives, mm-hmm. um, and, because I, I'm not a huge fan of, of being called Kevin. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why you called me Dave, she called right, me Dave. Right, right. Uh, so anyway. And Ernie almost got slapped by calling you Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> yeah, and he was—he thought he was being cute, oh, misguided. Um, what can I tell you? <laughs> and then I, I heard, you know, at first it was like it was very gentle. It was a very soft, you know, Kevin, Kevin, and it—it it, it sounded like maybe, um, 
a teenage voice or maybe someone in their early 20s. It was just a, a young voice. And I remember opening my eyes and seeing this figure. Now, mind you, all the, the lights were out. And I could see this figure. So it was blacker than black. It was blacker than dark. And mind you, when David doesn't have the glasses on, he's blinder than a bat. I am. And um, Yeah, I get that. I am too. But I could see it. I could see it fine. It was standing there. How close to you? Was probably it? from standing from <laughs> this from the couch to the door. So the garage door. Fifteen so, feet. Yeah. And you could see it. I could see it perfectly. Black perfect. on black. Yes. Because it stood out in the darkness. Hmm. And um, it was at first it was trying to present itself as being nice and peaceful. And I, I said, you're not peaceful. You're not nice. You know. Mm. And I mean, you're, you actually spoke those words. I said that. I said, you're, you're not peaceful. You're not an angel or something. And from that point, from going, Kevin went into a, <laughs> you know, like oh, very demonic. Oh, fuck guy. me. And um, it, it laughed like that? Yes. Oh, yeah, you got hair raising around your forearms is what he just stopped for a minute um, to show me there. And as I was laying there, uh, and I mentioned this in the you know previous episode, being raised Pentecostal, one of the things is if you ever come against the demonic force, you can plead the blood of Jesus, which is it's the same montage of, you know, surrounding yourself with the white light of the Holy Spirit or, you know, saying a chant or, you know, that type of thing. Same process. Something it's, it's something to call some protection. Some, right. Some clean power on your side, right. so to speak. And um I got I only got a few words out. And and when it came to the point of actually saying Jesus, I froze. I couldn't say anything. And um at that point that's when it started moving closer. And I'm saying it in my head. You know, I'm saying the whole thing in my head. Mm-hmm. And I remember it saying, it has to be verbal. You know, mocking me because I can't speak, but I'm saying it in my head. It has to be verbal. And so I'm struggling, I'm struggling to say it, and it's getting closer. And finally, just I was able to break that from whatever. And as I, I said the whole thing, I shot up. I set up screaming. Yeah. And um, it disappeared. That was that was the the last of of those those type of things. Now to to play devil's advocate. Okay, go ahead. How do you know you weren't asleep and dreaming this? Because it woke me up. You've never had a dream you've never dreamed a dream where you woke up in the dream but you were still asleep dreaming? Um I mean, I never have. I'm just like him, playing no, devil's no, advocate. It, it, no, it's okay. I when from being young to actually almost up, well, to the point of meeting Lacey to a few years after Lacey, I would have nightmares so frequently. Thank you. You <laughs> <laughs> have nightmares into the life. No, I'm saying, actually, they went away after shortly after I met you. Um, in fact, that was one of the things when she spent the night with me for the first time, I gave her a heads up. I said, don't freak out. This is probably what's going to happen. I'm going to make some type of noise. 
That's an indicator from anybody around me to wake my ass up now. Mm. And that's, you're dreaming. that's what happened. Nightmares, yeah. Because at some point, and if it's a scary dream, doesn't yeah. matter what kind of scary If it's a nightmare, I have the ability to concept of, I'm dreaming. This isn't real. This is a dream. But you can't wake yourself up. Right. Ah, okay. All and right. Then, so and then well, I would make a weird noise. Because that would definitely be a case where if you were dreaming that experience, you would have right. wanted to try to wake yourself up. And I've always had that that ability to, to comprehend that this is not reality. It's kind of like when you're dreaming and that you're peeing. Don't you, have you ever dreamed that? You never dreamed you were going to the bathroom? No. Oh, my God, I've dreamed that so much. Did you wake up wet? No, because I always I always stop the dream just before I pee. Because I think that must be from, you know, intense toilet training on my parents' part or something. Because uh, not, I have many, many times dreamed that I was sitting on a toilet you know, and oh, thank God, I finally get to pee. And then, uh, no, no, wake up. <laughs> and then I wake up, and sure enough, I have to pee, and I'll go right. pee. But, but I remember on, on more of a funnier note, you know, that first night. Um, how does it? How does it sound? How do? It makes a moaning noise. What does? Him do. when oh, he's having a nightmare. You do? Uh-huh. Even to this day, I do. And uh, I remember. What you know, can I ask, or can you tell what kinds of nightmares you are talking about? Usually being chased by demons, or fighting a demon. Really? Yeah. Because I think that has to do a lot with me being raised in a very strict hellfire and brimstone family. Yeah, I thought I had been, but dang, you got me beat there. And, and do you think the noise you're making is is you making a noise, or do you think it's the demon that's chasing you making the noise? Because it sounds pretty demonic. No, it's me. It's it me. Is you. As I'm speaking in my dream, like, wake me up, wake me up, that's what's coming out of my mouth. Is, uh, uh, not me. I talk in my sleep. I wake up saying, you fat fucking bitch. I do that. I Well, I don't wake up saying you fat fucking bitch i wake up saying you leave that fucking redhead alone or i will tie your dick in a knot that's what i do i woke up beating ernie up one night i did i was yeah. i was hitting on him and he's like what what i do and, and I go, don't play innocent with me i saw you with that fucking redhead you know and he's like jesus maryland wake up and i, I am awake and then yeah. i start to cry yeah you know because it, you do start coming awake you know, but then the 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 pain of of the dream, you know, sure. sort of, you sort of start thinking about it consciously, you know, and then I'd be sitting there crying. I am awake, and he'd go, "No, you're not. You're still crying." You know, he'd have to turn on a light and get me to look at him right. to actually get totally awake, you know. And even then, that remnant of that dream sort of still stays with you, and you have to just kind of yeah. This one really does it all the time. Jeez, not about dude. a redhead, but me leaving him or me not being home when he comes home. How funny. How and he'll funny. be all upset. And I know, because those are real. I mean, those those dreams, well, not they're not real, but I mean, the dreams. They feel real. Feel very real. They, they do. They feel very real. I know. I know. But I've never dreamed. <clears throat> and I don't, I don't like, say my prayers at, at night. And I don't surround myself with, uh, you know, God or anything like that at night. But I... Knockwood till now, I've never dreamed about being chased by a demon or I, in I the usually, presence of a demon. I usually get to the point where there's, like, no hope. 
that I'm going to be, you know, killed or whatever from the the pursuer. And that's usually around the point of when I realize that this isn't real. Wow. Now, I, I, I got to oh, ask. Go, oh, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. And, and then I was going to say at that point, you know, I got up and had a cigarette and walked around and checked on Jay. So yeah. <laughs> I knew yeah. I was sleeping. Yeah. 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 I got to ask you. You are so into the world of uh, myth and and <laughs> and monsters and zombies and otherworldliness and so on. I find it interesting that you that you are interested in to the to an enjoyment level of these kinds of topics, if you will. I, I would think if if you had those kinds of nightmares a lot. You'd want to be away from that sort of thing more. I mean, I can see you with bunnies and daisies <laughs> more than I can blood-sucking vampires or right. whoever. Well, with that, I think it's more of a control issue because I know they're make-believe. And I have control if I get, you know, which hasn't happened in years. I mean, but if, if it gets to the point of being too frightened, I can just turn it off and walk away. You know. That's true. That's true. You you can control the book, the story, the right. cartoon, the the movie, right. whatever. <clears throat> that and again being raised in hellfire and brimstone, that kind of translates through my imagination of you know these these dif- different creatures because again being Pentecostal or being raised Pentecostal rather, um, you know our our book of choice is revelations you know and there's oh, yeah. there's lots oh, yeah. of creatures in that yeah you know so i think it yeah. kind of falls into that too i've actually sat and wondered about it myself yeah i think it's it is kind of an interesting choice for you to make and you do make consciously make that choice uh you watch that kind of movie i know you do you were you know you you watch you read those kinds of books and stories. You like being scared when it's a like you say a controlled setting, right? I guess you know because you can always put the book down if because you get it's scared. An, it's, it's an artificial feeling, right? It's, yeah, you know because I I know. Now, have you ever seen a movie that didn't feel artificial that really scared the Exorcist. crap out of you? Exorcist to this day, exactly. I was that's what I was thinking too. That's the only yeah. one that. I'll tell you another one that's like that. There actually there are two or three exorcist type movies. Um one um I think, is it called The Right? Yes. That's a good movie. Um that's that was pretty fucking scary. Okay? Um is that the one where they do the exorcisms? There's there's also one it's about 5 years old or so where they they did some exorcisms. Uh, Anthony Hopkins was in it. That's the right. That's the right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because those, to me, those movies, uh, they display a, like what you might be talking about in your dream, a sort of um, lack of control, maybe, Right. on the, the victim's part. Well, that and exorcism to me is very real. For the fact, it, okay, I work at a Catholic hospital. In mm. the very back of the Catholic hospital, it used to be the psych ward. There is a specific room, a patient room. Goosebumps again. Mm. You cannot go into. 
You are not allowed. Administration, CEO, has the key to that room. That's it. What is that and where they do? That's where the boy had the exorcism. Oh, I didn't know they had one. Yes. Oh. Yes. Really? Yes. Prior to you working there. Oh, yeah, prior. Yeah. But like, we're talking, because that's the old part of the hospital, so probably, you know, 80s. But now, do they think that the exorcised demon is in the room? Um, locked in? I mean, come on, if they're demons, can't they get out? I mean, they're well, yeah, lockable. Yeah. But it, it's um, it's a it's a gateway. You walk through that door. It's a gateway into something you don't know, you don't want to know. Hmm. So they keep it locked. Hmm. And I I hmm. walk to the door and I just I I, I feel it. I now, how did you find out about that room? Um, a, a friend of mine who is as uh, yeah a coworker. He's he's very religious. And he was talking about it, and mm. I was like, "Oh bullshit!" You know, that's I mean, that that'd be great for a story, you yeah. Know? But nah, you know, that's that's make believe. He's like, "No, come here, I'll show you." He showed me that it was locked. Yeah. Does it have a does it have a sign on it that says "Don't come in here" under no, no, you, peril of losing your soul no, or something? The only thing you'd notice is if you go back all the way back into the hospital to the old section, mm. looks just like a regular room. But the only thing that sticks out is the door has a lock. It's the only door that has a lock on it in the whole hospital. Hmm. So nobody can go in there because the boy had an exorcism in there. Correct. Now I don't get that. Hmm. You know, I don't know if that's designated for exorcisms. Or I whatever, was going to say, is that uh, where they go to do them? But do they? Do they? St- well, you wouldn't know because they wouldn't tell anybody if they did. No. How did the word get out about the one that was done? Do you know? I'm trying to remember. How long? Do you know how long ago it, it was? It was in the 70s or 80s. Really? Yeah. Mm. Well, I can see. The, the reality of, of exorcisms based on, on um, the fact that a lot of people appear possessed, whether they are possessed or not, I don't know. But that wouldn't be, if I was a psychiatrist. Yeah, I was watching something on TV. <clears throat> Somebody with a mental illness mm-hmm. back in the day. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the 40s and 50s. Yeah. They said they were possessed. Well, right. if, Further back than that, even, but yeah, they. That, what I mean is, if I was a, as a manic depressant or bipolar, right, or, right, okay, here's or a just psycho. For you. What? Because you like you know the paranormal more yeah. so than I do. Um, because there's a, a point where I won't cross. What scares you when it comes to paranormal? What is it that gives you the willies? What gives you the heebie-jeebies? Or have you not experienced? the point of being scared personally when anything yeah. like, stories with me i my hair has been tugged at your aunt's house uh-huh and it didn't really scare me it gave me the goosebumps because somebody touched me who i couldn't see the only thing i guess that really scared me was at your mom's house when my name was called three times Right. We talked about that last episode. But I, don't, I mean, I wasn't scared where I wanted to sleep in the room because I continued sleeping in the room. I continued yeah. living in that home. Yeah. 
But I've never been scared what, to the point where... What about in your imagination? What What do you think it would take to scare you? Can you think of any situation... Well, if my family's being threatened, if silverware comes flying out of my drawers and knives come flying out of my knife block, then fuck then, you, I'm out of here. <laughs> that might get your attention. Yeah. But, if, but a dog running around the room doesn't? I mean, no. to me, that's pretty much the same thing. No. Well, dogs and kids. You saw no. kids, too. But if something okay. would be like my remote control would stand on the coffee table and it moved, too. Or if it just hung up in the room and suspended oh, or something. there you go. What? The shoes. Your shoes in Vegas. Oh. Tell that story. I'll be right back. Okay. Me and my mother-in-law went to State Line for a bingo tournament. <clears throat> and I had brought in two pairs of shoes with me. And my one shoes were making my back hurt. Right. So then I got my flip-flops out. Well, I had them in my bag. And I had all my stuff scattered on the bed because I was getting ready. We were going to the tournament. And... I went to go get my shoes. I seen them on the bed. I turned around talking to my mother-in-law. I went to go grab my shoes. My shoes weren't there. I'm like, what the fuck? I was just talking to her, so I know we were the only two people in the room. Couldn't find my shoes. They weren't under the bed because you know how they have the box, you know, where you can't put nothing underneath the bed. Right. They right. weren't on the floor. They weren't under the blankets. They weren't put back in my bag. They weren't in the bathroom. They weren't in the little closet cubby hole. Right. So I ended up putting my other shoes on. We had to go. Right. So we came back. I still didn't have my shoes. So I'm teasing. Okay, whoever in the fuck's in the room, can I please have my shoes back? And I turn to grab something off the dress. Turn My shoes were laying on top of one another sitting on the bed. <laughs> so I told the room, I said, thank you for giving my shoes back. Ooh-wee. And that... That, that that didn't scare you? <laughs> no. Oh. Then, after David, we come I, home... Did you think they picked up your voice, David? Okay. All right. And then, and when I came back home, David's shoes were missing. So, I'm like, really? All right. Give David that's, his shoes back. That's not unusual, though, because the baby's always taking right. stuff and wandering right. off with it. Right. Yes. Oh, this was before the baby was walking mm -hmm. and taking stuff. Okay. Yes. So you said give give so David's I shoes said, back. So I said, oh come on, did you come home with me, you shoe nabber? Come on, give David his <laughs> shoes back. And David's shoes were laying one on top of each other on my bed. Oh my goodness. And we tore the bed apart. Now you're telling me this about this house that we're in right now. Uh huh. See, now that bothers me. <laughs> okay. But to me, my with shoes are on my shoes, feet. <laughs> and it happening twice. Now that ha that was it wasn't uh, scary. Two years ago, roughly a year and a half or so ago, it wasn't scary to me. I just thought I was like a playful spirit or a little kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose. Now, if I asked for my shoes and they got chucked on my forehead, then yeah, I know. Fuck you, I'm out of here. Yeah, I or if they dropped out of the ceiling yeah. or something like that, that would. <laughs> Please and thank you. Yeah. 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 Well, there's something to be said for that. Now, we talked last time, too, about the Long Island medium. 
Yes. Uh, because I, we both watch her and, and enjoy her and, and, and that's one thing she does. She'll, she'll cleanse, so to speak, a house. Mm-hmm. In fact, she, uh, she had to do that for her dad because, her dad's so fucking funny. Um, I know, he's hilarious. <laughs> and, and they just uh, are remodeling a lot on her house. So they're making the builders are making a lot of noise in mm-hmm. her place, so it's hard for her to do readings there. So her dad, who lives next door, her dad and mom lived next door to her, said, well, you can do your readings over at our place if you want to. Right. Just be sure you clear out all the spirits right. afterwards, you know. And so she did, and she saged the place, which she goes around with a feather and smoking white, white sage, sage and uh, wafts it into the air and, and uh, t- says something like, uh, you know, get out of here. And uh, she did that before and after and all of that. Well, then uh, in last week's show, the guy was talking about, her father was talking about, he didn't think she did a good job of getting rid of the spirits because uh-huh. they were following him to the firehouse where he's a volunteer firefighter. firefighter. And so she went down to find out what was going on down at the firehouse and then come to find out that spirit was coming through for one of the other firefighters. His parents uh, were coming through wanting to let him know that they were proud of him and all that. And then... Uh, at the very end of the show, uh, she said, but I still think there's somebody else here. And her dad starts getting all uncomfortable mm-hmm. about yeah, it. Yeah, he's know? not. And okay. she says, well, it's because it's Pop. Pop was his father. Mm-hmm. And as as her grandfather, she called him Pop. So uh, she said, I think it's Pop. Well, he, she started getting goosebumps. He started getting real uncomfortable because he's very, it, you know, as much as she does this, and you know from watching yes. the show, she does this everywhere she goes. The yes. poor woman, she can't go to the bakery without having to read somebody. Right. And uh, and he knows that about her. And it's been that way for years and years and years, but he's still very uncomfortable very with uncomfortable. the whole thing. And so when she started saying, it's it's your, I think it's Pop, I think it's your dad, and he he just wants you to know that he appreciates that you tried to help when he died. Right. Because apparently his dad, I forget where it was that his father um, uh, collapsed. And uh, he was notified. The um, uh, Teresa's father. Teresa's father was notified that his father was had collapsed. And he came on the run <clears throat> from wherever he had been. And uh, because he was a firefighter, he tried to do CPR and so on. It was too late. The gentleman had already passed. But he, the, his father wanted him to know that he knew he had come and tried to help and that he appreciated that he tried to help him and that he was there uh, when he departed this world and all of that sort of thing. And she said, and that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say anymore because I don't want to go there with you. And he, and he's going, I don't either. <laughs> you know, it was, I, I thought it was kind of interesting because like I said, this is, this is her life. This right. is what she does. She can't go anywhere without this happening. Mm-mm. At least apparently not. Uh, that's what the whole show is about right. is everywhere she goes, this happens. But I think she also has ability to. She might be able to drown it out. I don't know. Turn it out. I, I, I don't know because it can't, you know, when she's home and it's just the family, 
maybe, you know, things settle down somewhat, you know. It just seems that when she gets out around other people, right. uh, you know, things start happening. And I so, wish the tickets for her show wasn't so expensive. I know they are expensive. It's like in excess of four hundred bucks to get yeah. a decent seat, and it's like for oh, one. No, thank you. I I'd love to see you, but no. I'll meet you, you in can, the parking lot. <laughs> they, they've got a thing now where they're doing a tweet thing, and you can you can tweet her on Twitter. I got it right. You can tweet her, and uh and then you get like you're in the running to be drawn to get a free reading. You know, but I'm mean, she's in Long, Long Island. I got visions of her coming to Hesperia. Hello. For, Hello. You know, that's not going to happen. But anyway, she does actually come to the West Coast. Um, yeah, because she was just in San Diego. Yeah, and Long Beach and a few other West Coast cities. But I don't know. Anyhow, I thought it was kind of interesting that, that she, this is stuff she deals with all the time. Now, she goes to great lengths to protect herself from negativity, from... Uh, anything other than, than good input, so to speak. Um, I don't know what all she does. You know, we see that she sages things mm-hmm. and that's, you know, basically all that's we... That's just a cleansing. Yeah, yeah. But, um, if I had, if I did what she does, <laughs> I don't know. I'd be kind of, I'd be burning a lot of sage too. <laughs> you know, I mean, shit. And now, a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18. But with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Roberts Field Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger better better sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50 percent off on selected items get the all-new terry d shearer's bloody hell t-shirt or non-members can pick up one of our ebooks for only 4.95 or go into the past and relive the 90s with mythworks comics classics for 3.99 the new myth part bigger better better 
visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra $10, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jaysamon.com. My dad died, actually died in the room and almost in the same spot, if you think about it, that I sleep in. Because we sleep in the master bedroom of what was my parents' home and he was sleeping uh, in a, a twin bed. They had twin beds that they put together. Uh-huh. And he was sleeping in a twin bed that was in the same spot that my side of the bed is. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. When he passed, uh, and I, I feel completely comfortable with it. And you know, it's funny because my brother, who has since passed, uh, said one time, he says, "How can you, how can you do that? I couldn't, I couldn't even be in the house." And I go, "It was Daddy. You know, Daddy's not going to hurt me. You know." I mean, Where my mom lives, the previous uh, tenant passed away in yeah. that home. I mean, I did well, there me. are people who who have phobias about being in a place and and i suppose working in a hospital sort of takes that out of you because let's face it there's almost nowhere you can go in a hospital somebody hasn't died you know i mean every room in the hospitals had a death in it practically uh and so you kind of get used to that fact but even before this was dad died before i had medical training before i was a respiratory therapist and worked in a hospital uh, but I still was not uncomfortable. Neither right. was Ernie, neither right. one of us, because he was very close with my dad, too. Now, my mom, when she passed, she was, technically, she was at the hospital where you work when she passed. Uh-huh. But uh, when she f- had the first of the several strokes that took her out, she told, she was in the bathroom and collapsed, and she told dad when he got her up that she was dying. And he... He went to his grave regretting the fact that he never believed her because, she, you know, mom was sort of a drama queen and, you know, kind of, he sort of thought, yeah, sure you are. In fact, he said pretty much that. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure you are. Uh, part of him may have believed it and didn't want to. So he was trying to minimize yeah. things yeah. in order to get through the experience too. Uh, but he, he regretted not having told her that, you know, he, he believed her because he thought somehow that that was important. I, I don't know. But I've never, it's never bothered me that my parents both essentially died in that same house and, right. and basically in the same rooms that I sleep in all the time. And I've never felt nervous or uncomfortable or anything. I do think about it from time to time. Uh, when I'm in that room, I do think about it, but I think that's just them saying hello and I don't, yeah. I don't think about it too much otherwise. Well, I can follow you that way because 
um, you know, my great-grandmother raised me the majority of my, my life uh, before she had a stroke. Mm-hmm. And when she had the stroke, she ended up living with us a couple times, and, and she was living with us when, you know, when she passed. And my, my great-grandmother, there's no one more pure, I guess, to me, mm-hmm. um, you know, than her. Mm-hmm. And she was unconscious in the, in the room. So they, they, you know, they took her to the hospital. Well, she did end up passing. Uh-huh. And because my brother was living with us at the time, um, my brother got my old room and I got the one that my grandmother stayed in. Uh-huh. Uh, just because it had its private bathroom and all this. And, and I was older. So, no, I was the oldest kid, so I got the... Yeah, seniority. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'd say probably the first week that I moved in there, um, I had an old touch lamp. Mm-hmm. And um, it would just turn on in the middle of the night. And mm-hmm. at first I thought, well, there's a glitch. Mm-hmm. You know? And and if I've said that, if I say it out loud, oh, it's a glitch, it turned right back on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it, it, it became so much of a, a regular routine of it popping up, I was just like, eh, turn around, touch it, go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, the final night because I, I didn't want to kind of verbalize or say what I was thinking mm-hmm. it turned on I was like, oh. turned it off I could get halfway turned over go back to sleep come back mm-hmm. on come back I did this you know a few times and I was like okay grandma I love you I miss you I yes. know you're here yes <laughs> yeah but I got school in the morning I'm really tired yeah it turned off and that was yeah. the last time it ever turned back on that's cool. That's very cool. You you said something that made me want to ask you a question. Uh, how much power do you think verbalizing your fears gives them? A lot. Can you elaborate? Um, I believe that you can speak things into existence. I think that, and this is on a supernatural, well, not even so supernatural, you know, it, it's... Um, it's it's literally almost the power of mind, and and if you say you know I'm I'm afraid of this verbally out mm-hmm. loud, you're literally consenting. You're giving the power that you have away. Verbally. Well, you're giving you're giving its form and substance. Yes. In essence, you're acknowledging that it exists. Right. By speaking it out loud, speaking about it out loud. Right. If if you were. If you knew it, would you speak its name? No. No, no, no. 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 Same reason. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's why praying gives us the opposite, um, or I call it praying, um, surrounding yourself with the whatever you want to call it, the white light, uh, calling, you know, what did you say, the blood of Jesus? Um, yeah. The blood of Jesus Christ. What what is that called? It's it's no uh, you you said something. It's not calling the blood of Jesus. What I is plead it? plead the blood of Jesus. Okay, uh, because Jesus died for our sins and right. bled for our souls and right right that is a protective uh, 
verbal response to our fears. Right. I think I think that if if we acknowledge that we are afraid to speak a demon's name because we're sure it would empower it in some way that we'd lose control of it then i think that we have to sort of do go to the other side where we say uh the things that that give us the strength to overcome in a good way right am i saying that well absolutely okay okay because that's what i kind of want to get across that's that's something you're not we're not defenseless in other words is what i'm kind of saying i'm sorry i'm getting adjusted i'm so am i (laughs) i'm cutting up against my i'm sorry pushing against my hip oh i'm sorry Cuddle me gently. Yeah. <laughs> um, me, on the other hand, I have no. You don't have anything that makes you I feel safe. I don't have safe. a religious background. Yeah. I did go to Sunday school probably about four Sundays when yeah. I was little. Yeah. So what do you do if you? Well, you said that you don't really feel threatened. Mm-mm. If you did, what do you think you would do? I don't know. See, for me. I because I, I have that, leave me the fuck alone. Because I have that upbringing that that gives me that sort of security blanket, if you mm-hmm. will, of spirituality. I don't know what else to call it. Right. Uh, I don't want to face something that's going to scare the crap out of me. But I I hope that if I did, I would be able to contend with it because I have the knowledge that I have that. At my, if you will, beck and call. Right. Because you know, when I've... you guys were talking about if you knew the demon's name, for me, I think it'd be better to know it because then you're on a personal level with it, and then you can tell it to leave you alone. Well, there's... Direct well, it's, your... it's not. It's it's not. It's not. There's a difference between knowing its name and speaking, and speaking it. it. Okay. If you know a demon's name, just inherently know it. That's one thing. But if you speak it out loud, you empower it. Right. In fact, um, what's that one show, Ghost Adventures? Ghost Adventurers or Ghost Adventures? With the young kid? Um, they went to this trailer. Paranormal State? Yes, yes, yes. And they they were talking, and the guy kept saying the demon's name. Mm. And when the guy would say the demon's name, they'd literally go, beep. You know, like if you're mm. swearing, mm. it was literally beeping the names out. Really? Yes. Yeah, I'm glad because that isn't something you want. Because somebody who doesn't... Okay, <clears throat> have you ever played with a Ouija board? No. Okay, yes. I have too. I have too, okay. But um, I I did it... Uh, you know what they say about God watches out for fools and drunks? Mm-hmm. And young people playing Ouija boards, you have to add. <laughs> Uh, because I didn't bless myself, I didn't prepare myself properly or anything else. I just, oh, that'll be fun. Let's see what this does, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't touch one now because uh, I think it's a doorway. It can be. It can be a doorway. It, well, not necessarily doorway. for evil. Not, well, no, not, no, 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 no. That, that mother-in-law's tongue plant is not a doorway, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but if... It can be, it can be a tool for evil. I'll put it that way. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be, because like I said, I've used it safely, 
without any any problems. Uh, but I wouldn't I wouldn't do one I wouldn't use a, a Ouija board now no. with, without making damn sure I was saged and blessed and surrounded in all kinds of fucking <laughs> white wouldn't. light. I mean I wouldn't because um, I know more now than I did. Well, if I can jump in, there's two yes. rules. There's two rules of my house. There, rule number one is no drugs in my house. Mm-hmm. Rule number two, no Ouija boards in my house. Yeah, yeah, and I get that. I get that. I get that. And I, do we? Oh yeah, we got unlimited time. Do you mind yeah. if I, since we have a Ouija board conversation, can I tell a Ouija board story? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can still hear you. Okay, so in order to tell this story properly, right. I have to kind of give the background of, of okay. what this is about. Okay. And my my uncle. Do we need to surround ourselves here first before we start doing all this? No, shit? no. Okay. Um, it's just stories. Oh, okay. Um, my uncle has let's see, three kids, three sons, and this is your dad's brother. Your no, brother's brother. this is my grandmother's brother okay your great uncle yes yes okay um and they well because my my great uncle he's a preacher well he was he was a preacher but he never got um accepted into the church because he denied the pentecost okay but he he believes a lay preacher yeah okay you know, but he, yeah, exactly. Okay. And him growing up, or the, the three kids, actually there's four of them now that I'm thinking about it, um, growing up in that, as the, as using your term, the PK. Right. You know, they, they all rebelled. Every one of them rebelled some the way PKs or another. have, we, we do that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well. But all kids do. All kids rebel in one way or another against their upbringing. Right. With PKs, it's just more noticeable because we're on pedestals to start with. Well, they lived in this house. It was a creepy-ass house to begin with. It was, like, old. um, I think it was built in, like, 1890. Okay. Huge house. Huge. They were on huge property, too. And um, it was just a creepy, creepy place. And... The let's see, I'm trying to think if that's if he is the oldest. Our Virgil, who is actually really close to me, or he was, him and um, I think his brothers and cousins, they were all playing with the Ouija board, and <clears throat> they're sitting there and they're they're being stupid, you know, like oh, am I gonna get laid tonight? And it'll go to no, right? And I'm like oh, in your dreams, and they'll be like ah, oh, fuck you, and then all of a sudden <laughs> they would go fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> And um, my cousin Virgil, he's like, so are you a demon or an angel? And it went, you know, angel. And he's like, oh, what kind of angel? And it goes light, L-I-G-H-T, uh-huh. the angel of light. Uh-huh. And um, again, because they were all raised by a pastor, they mm-hmm. instant, they know, you know, the angel of light is Satan. Mm. And... He's like, oh bullshit! You're, you're you're saying you're Satan. You're no Satan. You're, you know, and, and then they start, you know, fuck you. I'm gonna get you tonight. I'm showing the arms again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, they got done. Obviously, they forgot to close the door after they got done. And Virgil woke up speaking 
in different languages. Or speaking in tongues. No. No, just no, in different languages. Different languages. Oh. He was he was like he woke up to his voice talking. His mouth was talking. Coming out? No. Oh, oh, okay, okay. And um, <laughs> he thought um, to himself, he goes, this is weird. It's like a movie, thinking to himself. Yeah. And then his mouth replied, this isn't no fucking movie, boy. Oh, shit. Then he felt something. Miss Sadie's going to wait until hubby gets off work to come and pick her up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but i tell you what, honey. That's why we say I surround myself with the white light of the Holy Spirit. Well, but he gets better. It's a different white light. Anyway. So he said he, he felt like a pressure as it, it, after that, you know, said that it was no fucking movie. He felt mm-hmm. pressure moving up, you know, up his throat and literally he felt something come out of his mouth. And now, this is any, I'm sorry to no, interrupt, but th- is this the young man that you were telling me is? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. That's okay. his brother. Okay, all right. That's his brother. Okay, I don't mean to interrupt, but I just wanted to keep it straight in my head. Um, and after he felt it, he felt like a, ah. Then instantly he felt Relief. two huge hands grab around his throat. And he could not breathe. He, and and <clears throat> Virgil is one of the most rebellious people. He, in fact, is probably going to die soon because of his rebellion. Because he's rebelled against everything that he's been taught. Now his kidneys are, are failing. Mm. Um, his liver's failed. He needs a kidney, but, liver, but, and heart transplant. But he's also been in the drug scene. He's also an alcoholic. Well, that's the form his rebellion has taken, I think, is what David is saying. Oh, is yes. I was that, thinking, you know, because he's rebelling against his religion. That oh, no, 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 no. I didn't get that out of no. I didn't get that out of what he was saying. But that's what I'm just saying is that's what kind of natured person he was. He was just rebellious. Right. Right. And um he was pushed to that point where he had to 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 plead himself. Pushed to that point of past rebellion like this is what I have to do. Yeah. And um Now this is with the hands around his throat. With yes. And he was able to I, from what he told me, he was able to get most of it out. The pleading the blood right. of Jesus, okay. And then he just laid there. Let me see the arms again. Sheets went, Foo! flew back. Oh, shit. Next thing he knew, his body was hitting the floor. Oh, shit, no. That was... Uh, now, what came out of... You said it felt like something had come out of his mouth. Did he yeah. find out what that was? Whatever it was, came yeah grabbed him around his throat yeah okay oh i gotcha so that was the first thing second thing was um i'm trying to remember like i have so many cousins it's not even funny anyway they they were going on vacation and they brought the dog over there to this house to where virgil and jeff and and randy all live Those, those are the cousins and they said well here you know watch my dog excuse me and we'll, we'll be back. You know, they, to who? they said that to whom? Okay, let me back up. My cousins, which is their cousins, and I don't want to mention their names. Oh, that's, that's okay. Brought, they were going on like a, a Vegas vacation or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. They dropped their family dog off with uh, Virgil, Jeff, oh, and okay. Randy, the okay. other set of cousins, oh, okay. to gotcha. watch the dog while they go to Vegas. Oh, okay, all right. They weren't on the road more than 30 minutes 
And, um, no, it had to be more than 30 minutes because they, I think when they got to like Baker or something, they called to check on the dog and they're like, well, Which I don't is know about how to, an hour's drive right. away. Yeah. I don't know how to tell you this, but it just dropped dead. The dog? The dog just dropped dead. And now is this in the same spooky house you were talking about? Yes. Yes. That's around here somewhere? No, it's down the hill. Oh, well, then they were two-hour drive. Yeah. Okay, all right. Okay. Um, and so they turned around to come back, and, and they're like, well, what are you going to do with the dog? And, and they're like, well, well, it's our dog. We had it for years. We're just going to bury it. Mm-hmm. So they, they you know wrap it up and, and put it in the back, and they, they go to take off to bury this dog. Mm-hmm. As soon as they pulled out of the driveway, the dog jumped up. They buried the dog. No. The dead, yes, the dead dog reawoke. Oh, I thought they broke. I thought you said they buried it. I'm sorry. No, they were I ta- got lost. Okay, they put the dead dog in the back of their car. They like wrapped it to go and bury it. Yes. Okay, 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 gotcha. Okay. And as soon as they were out of the driveway onto the street, the dog jumped up. The dog, yes, the dog jumped up, and the dog lived for I don't know how many more years afterwards. Maybe doggy wasn't dead after all. I mean, you could play devil, devil's advocate yeah. with that one, but yeah. yes, that's... I mean, I don't know. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to remember more. Because, um, you know, like I said... You and know, the dog was fine after that. No... No, no. no it, it, hangover... It, I think it lived for like another... Things. Eight to... Or, yeah. About eight or nine years, I think it lived after that. You know, because it was fairly young. It was a puppy. Well, not a puppy puppy. Well, I consider Cody a puppy still. Yeah, he's, he's only, five. only four or five years old. Yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to let Lacey take over because. Well, you were going to tell about. You were going to tell about the Ouija boards, but you had to tell the story about the cousins and the house first as background for the Ouija board. Ah, the Ouija board. Okay. So Virgil, who's the one that had an experience with the Ouija board. Right. You think at that point you were like, ah, I think I'm going to pass. I'm yeah, I would board. think a Ouija board get packed up and sent to the Goodwill or right. something. Um, well, no, because they were all drug addicts. And my mother's brother, my uncle, uncle, mm. uh, was there and some other cousins. Like I said, we have tons, shitload of cousins. Right. And they were all there at... An, uh, Okay, just to let you know what happened, folks, we've got a little bit of a break in the program here because just in the middle of uh, David starting to tell uh, more of his ghost story, uh, our mics quit. quit. We believe it was an electronical interruption, electronic interruption. And that's not a joke. They really did quit. And so... He had to like stop and download that program and or that recording and and start up a new one. He's going to have to knit them together or whatever the hell he does. But you know that you know watching the ghost shows that they feed off of electronics. Well, I yes. heard that they drain batteries. They, yeah. Okay, well, now they you just have freaked a, me out. They they'd have a high ho time in my desk drawer. It's full of batteries. <laughs> Shit. I mean, we just went to Costco and bought a shitload of batteries the other day. Are they in there going hee 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 and sucking away on them or what? No, you seen shit weird shit going on in your house because you have lots of energy now. No, I don't have weird shit going on in my house. <laughs> my house is quite normal, thank you. 
Anyway, if I had weird shit going on in my house, it wouldn't be my house. <laughs> yes, you would take control of it. Yeah, I would. I'm a control freak. I admit it. <laughs> I admit it. Anyway, go ahead now, David. You were telling us about your cousin. Um, let's see. Look, you know what? Let me do another story. Let, All right. Let me tell okay. another story. Okay. Maybe that was a hint not to tell that story. Well, maybe. Maybe. Go ahead. Um, currently, I, I like I was saying, I don't know if that piece made it into the, the first half of the recording. I have a shit ton of cousins, second cousins mainly. And um, the one that I was telling you about, he he's actually a devil worshiper, not a Satanist. Because mm-hmm. I actually know plenty of Satanists. And those those are two different cats altogether. In in a nutshell, twenty five words or less, explain to some of our listeners who might not know. Okay. What's the difference? Satanists don't believe in God. Okay. They don't believe in Satan. They believe that you're the 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 you control your own destiny. Oh, okay. Devil worshippers, just that. They worship the devil. Two different type of people. Altogether. And they also believe in God. Yes. Okay. Well yeah, because well, devil, if they don't believe in the devil, why do they call them Satanists? I don't have enough background to tell you. Okay. I'm why. just curious. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I, I thought those were atheists who don't believe in God or the devil. Well, because they believe in the afterlife, but they just don't believe in Jesus or the devil or oh, heaven and hell. Okay. And all okay. Stuff. All right. Um, so, anyway, uh, I have a, a cousin who is uh, a, a devil worshiper, and he's active. And, you know, interesting enough, out of everybody that I know, he's the one that has the most paranormal activity with. Um, again, I'll use my, my cousin Virgil, who is his brother, his older brother. Mm-hmm. Um, he went up there just last year. They thought it would be fun to move into a house where there was a massacre. And so, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm dead serious. So Why him, did they think that would be fun? Because they're, that's they're, them. that's them, yeah. They're very deranged people. You know, um, anything good and holy, they're against completely. Um, I, I, I must interject at this yes, point. Yes, go ahead. This is not typical PK behavior, okay? We do rebel, but not to that extreme as a rule. I mean, we're talking about PKs saying, fuck you, I will too have a beer, mom. Versus, I want to move into a house where there was a massacre, because slurp, slurp, I think it would be fun. And I I don't know how many people were murdered in this house. I, I, From what I remember, I think, what what was it, like five? I don't know the story behind it. Excuse me. And, um, well, it's it's haunted as fuck. You know, it's pretty much... By the murderies, as it were? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. My cousin Virgil went up there to visit, and... Shit started moving around in his the room that he was in. Uh, you know, pictures that were on the, the dresser would literally just go, you know, shoot off in each direction to the point where the next morning, um, his sister-in-law found him balled up in a corner in, of the room. Well, he wanted to go home. He wanted to go back. And they're like, well, we, we can't take you back. We don't have the money to give you a bus ticket back to, you know, here in Southern California mm. because they live up in Washington. Yes. And so he I would have walked, but anyway. He was he was forced into to that. And at that point that night, um, that's when the apparitions, plural, 
apparitions mm -hmm. uh, started to appear. Mm -hmm. And they were very demonic looking, scared the shit out of him. Um, this is Virgil that you're This is Virgil. To, okay. to the point where he, he openly admitted that he pissed himself. Mm -hmm. It was that scary. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that as a, a humor point. I'm just saying that it was, no, no. this man was a airborne ranger, 82nd airborne ranger, United States Army. Okay. Okay. So he didn't get scared easily. Yes. Oh. Okay. Um, and yeah, he pissed himself. It was that horrific form. And he literally ran into the room. I'm getting goosebumps because I'm, <laughs> now I, I don't know. I, I didn't see this, you know, just my active imagination kicking in. So this one goosebumps, but he ran into his brother and his sister-in-law's room and they were just laying there. And he's like, guys, something's going on. And it's like the old, Bella Gosi, you know, Dracula, where they just kind of, they're laying down flat mm -hmm. and then just set right up. <laughs> Bent from the waist. Yes. Yeah. And um, they just, they set up, and I guess what he was telling me is their heads, you know, just, they were straight ahead looking at the wall and then they snapped to his direction. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess he slipped outside for the rest of the night. Like I said, I would have walked. Now, now the the uh, the guys in the bed that was his brother the one who's the devil wor demon worshipper right now did they discuss this later another day another time and uh, did he talk about it with them oh absolutely and that what did boy. they say um i mean did they remember no they don't they said that he never ran into the room and you know that he was pretty much imagining all this Oh, oh, oh. It's interesting that the demon worshiper didn't see all this stuff, but Virgil, the poor schlub, who's not a demon worshiper, did. What's that about? I wonder. Don't you wonder? I don't know. I don't know if it's because, and and Virgil is someone very, like I said, you know, the Sergeant Iron character that I created, the comic book character Sergeant Iron. That is actually portrayed after Virgil, um, so he's somebody you know very who's influenced my life. He, he he was always good to me as a child, and I know that he though he rebelled, he had a very stern belief in his you know his religious beliefs, mm -hmm. and I think that when he walked in there and he was he yes where. Go ahead. Are you using people's names? Yeah. Or Jeff. That's his lifestyle. That's, that's his life. He's their bud. He's their buddy. Was, Virgil was singing. Yeah. Almost like the book was open for Virgil where the door was closed. Yeah. For Jeff, because yeah. Jeff already knows, messes with it. It was like the page opening up for Virgil to see things that he's not supposed to see in yeah. Jeff's home. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. He did that mm -hmm. very well. Mm -hmm. hmm. so. so Virgil left and Jeff stayed. They're still there to this day. They're still there. Yeah. And He's like someone by Seattle, Washington, that area. Now, does, does he, Jeff, like the, I mean, do they, what do they hang out and, and commune or whatever with the, the, these evil uh, entities or there, spirits or whatever recently, one would call recently them? Recently, there was a, a rock. Uh, a, a rock and roll rock star, you know, from the 80s, a heavy metalist who passed away. And um, 
on his on his Facebook, um, and you can go there. It, it said something in the terms of, you know, um, save a spot in hell for me. You know, that's just, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's just him. just where he is. Well, um, yeah, I, I, I guess I I get it. I you know as just, much as one can wrap their like, mind around. Yeah, it's like you have your God, right? And that's kind of like his God. Right. You know. Right. So yeah. you say your prayer. I, I get that. To your yeah. God or to whoever you pray to, and that's who he and he gets, does his deeds he, to. So he likes to hang out with, and I guess his wife too, huh? She, too, is that way. And his wife's more like um, a bobblehead. She does whatever anybody says. Well, oh. I, I can tell you another story, but I'm not going to say it. And, and it has oh, nothing no. to do with supernatural. Okay. It's just right. a bad story but okay. I, won't, I won't put it on oh there. i'm not sure i want to hear it if it's a really bad story because you know <clears throat> eh, who needs it but um i don't know that it, it's kind of hmm, i don't i quite i don't quite know how to relate you, can't, you know you can't yeah relate to I, that. I don't no. th- i don't think i can and and it now does he does he do bad things does he, he I mean, that you know of? He doesn't intentionally come out and hurt people. He doesn't, like... Besides that one. St- that's, that's <laughs> Other what, than that yeah. one. But that's, other than that, he doesn't... He, and he doesn't stick there's that one bamboos, na- things up people's nails and no, sit no, there no, and giggle or anything. That's the, she's talking about the story that I'll tell you the, after and, recording. That you're after tell that, her, he yeah. doesn't intentionally go out to harm anybody now with all the ghost story shows that there are and there are several oh yes okay Uh oh yeah Lacey loves to watch those i myself actually find them uh less than believable in most cases some of them i say oh that's a bunch of bullshit but of the ones that that one that might be considered uh, more valid, let's say, than some of the others. Okay. Ha- why would he not be interested in them coming to his home? And see, you know, because that's what they do, right? They go, mm-hmm. they want to, they want to find these entities. Right. They want to record their presence. They want to acknowledge their presence, actually give them power by acknowledgement in a way. Why would he, who supports them, uh, I actually have an answer for you. Okay, good. Because I can't quite ask the question. Because even... the whole reason behind this is he wants to protect them, Jeff. Uh, and the reason why they don't cause harm or anything towards him is because he's allowing the the, the spirits, the demons, whatever you want to call them, to be in his house. Safely. If they're in his house, mm. they're not in hell. So you go and you do something like that, you get a lot of media coverage. Mm-hmm. You know, you're probably going to have people out there, you know, trying mm-hmm. to bless the house. Mm-hmm. And then that, that would... Then they won't be protected anymore. Right. Okay, I see it. I get it. I get it. All right, well, let me jump in real fast and say, I've really got to go pee. So everybody <laughs> have... TMI! <laughs> so everybody have a happy Halloween, <laughs> and I'll let you guys take over the show. Yeah, I think we're at a wrap. So, I love you. so trick or treat to you. 
Well, thank you for joining us and telling yes. us all these really icky things that I'm not really... And the TMI. Yeah, I'm not real sure I needed to know some of them. Oh, not the TMI. I can hang with that. I, You know, we all have to pee. Peeing's normal. But, um, yeah, there's... You know, so are you still going to come over to my house tomorrow? Of course. Of course. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel... Um, I don't feel threatened, even, you know, by by your interest in those things. Uh, it's something be, that I enjoy. I'm not shoving it down you, your no, throat. No, exactly, like, and it's no. something you're interested in. And and if somebody has to find out about it, I'd much rather it was you than me. Yeah, <laughs> you no. know, I don't want to find out about it because um, I don't have room in my life for it, you know. I uh, just find stuff... Intriguing. I like to watch, like I've said before, the cases on the murders. Right. Yeah. I watch the 48 hour shows. I watch the, I killed my best friend. I watch a lot of the 48 hours shows. Um, I watch a lot of the women who kill. I watch women behind bars. Yeah. I do too. I watch a lot of those because I, like you, I find them, uh, an interesting study in humanity. Because I'm that type of person. I see somebody with an owie and it's like, ooh. I could not hurt another human being. Yeah, I, I, you know, like well, I could slap somebody really hard. Well, done yeah, that. but I mean, <laughs> but I no, have to too. take a knife and start a knife digging and in on somebody. I've or, cut yeah. myself and fuck that hurts. Yes, I cannot imagine taking yeah. a knife and cutting you with it, right? And or, enduring you pain or sh- shooting. And I have an attitude. I have choking. a temper problem, but I don't. I cannot. I couldn't see. Well, hurting. having a temper problem and and. Cussing somebody out or yelling at them or no, something like that. No, David can testify thing. that I have a temper and it's been under control. Well, that's good. I've that, picked up coffee good. tables and chucked them across the room. I have that's, a temper. That's that is. Uh, David's outside nodding his head. A, yes, le- you've reached obviously a level of maturity that yes. has instilled in you the intelligent response that. It's not intelligent to pick it's up the table and throw it across the room. It better accomplishes to, nothing. It's better. No, you break your fucking table. Yes. You and you put that. a hole in the wall. And, <laughs> and if you're financially strapped, you can't go out and buy another one. No. So, yeah, that that's good that you've come to that level of maturity. Uh, I think, I think, you know what I think? A lot of that has to do with the way you were brought up, too. You were, you were brought up in a dysfunctional family. Oh, yes. And... In dysfunctional families, frequently, modes of behavior do not necessarily, uh, let me, let me back up a, a word. Appropriate modes of behavior do not necessarily get taught to the children of that family. So it's possible that you were never taught to control your, your temper outbursts. Mom taught I, me. I was taught not to have outbursts of temper. Right. The way I was taught not to have outbursts of temper was to be punished or disciplined when I had outbursts of temper. Oh, yeah. Uh, I but, got in trouble for slamming my door, and I had to open and close my door like 20 or 30 times yeah. quietly. Obviously, it didn't have any effect on you. No. The, 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 point, the point I'm making is that, that you yourself have developed your character to a point where you now see... That picking up a table and throwing it across the room is, it accomplishes nothing. No. And so you've, you've grown a lot. Yes. And, and 
you should feel good and about yourself. And mind you, people, this was before I this is before I had children, so nobody was yeah. hurt. And yeah. this, and this, this. But you should feel good about yourself for having attained that level of maturity, because you kind of had to do that on your own. Yes, nobody else could yeah, do it for me besides you, me. Nobody taught you the importance of self-control. Right. And as we see, you and I talk about this often right. in our just conversations on the way to the gym and whatnot. We see frequently demonstrations of people's lack of control. And people not breaking the pattern of from their home to now them having their own children and their right. own families. Yeah, we hear they don't that. break we the pattern. We hear that a lot. Well, we were raised that way, so that's how we raise our children. Right. Which no. only goes so far, Yes, in my opinion, yes. and yours too. Yes. So, um, yeah. So, I don't know what that fuck that has to do with ghosts or anything else. Know. Nothing, really. But, um, anyhow, I think we've pretty well worn out our ghost story thing. Yes. We, like I said, we're happy David came and shared some yes. of Yes, I like it when the hubby comes on. with us. If we had Oogie Boogie music, we would play it at this point. Um, we would like to invite you to comment. Let us know what you think about our show. Think about this show in particular or yes. any show. Uh, you can do that. We're back up and running for emails. Yes, we, oh, well, we technically we've always been up and running for emails. It's just that nobody's been getting the message through Stitcher okay. about the email ability. I guess okay. I I think that's what the problem is. Um, and so we want to encourage you to go online if you ha- if you can go to the website jayzomon.com. And I want to do a roll call and see everybody. Maybe comment to where you're at, where you're listening from. I think that would be fun. Well, it, it, they you, they do they tell us where they're from when they send their emails, and and it is fun. I think. Yeah, it's, I'd it's like to know fun. what the variety of listeners from it's states great fun and to find out they're and... from all over the world. Yeah. So go to jaysomon.com forward slash jaysomodcast and pick up the the. Uh, the show that you're interested in, click on the show you're interested in, whether it's what we think or don't get us started or any of the others. We have several on there now. Um, we have seven, as a matter of fact. Uh, any of those, if you go to their comment section, clip, click on comments, it takes you directly to the email page. And then all you have to do is state what show you're commenting on. And if you know it, the episode number, and I'm not sure I can even remember what episode number this is. I'm sorry. It's just, 12. Uh, I'm being told it's number 12. Um, darn it, it should have been 13. Yeah. Lucky 13 for Halloween. Technically, I'm being told David says it is the 13th show. Oh, that's right. We did have a special show on... What we think, which was called intervention, and if you haven't heard it yet, you really ought to listen to it. It's pretty good, I think. Oh, okay. To oh, to you mean don't get us started. Get us started, don't yeah. So okay. is this our thirteenth? So no, because it's a, I put it as a special of what we think and a special of what we think. So it's a so that show intervention was considered a special, therefore it does not have a number. Okay. So technically, this is the 13th 13. show for Don't Get Us Started. Do, 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 do. do I have to pay money for that? Cha, cha, cha. cha now cha, you cha. don't. Now, now you don't. don't. That's right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyhow, uh, click on comment. Go to the, to the email page. 
tell us what show you're interested in talking about. Tell us who you are, where you're from. Tell us what you think. We and love if you don't it. want it to be read on air, just say so yeah, and, and then we, we won't. won't. Or if you don't want your name read on air, you don't want your hometown, whatever. Just say it. We won't. And we'll we, respect we won't. you. But we'd love to hear from you what you think about our show, uh, what you think about <laughs> ghost stories, what you think. What Tell us some of your ghost stories. Yeah. If you can do that uh, in, you know, a thousand words or less. I don't think there's any limit on the content uh of the emails is there uh uh i don't know either well when you start typing and you can't type no more you're done you'll find out (laughs) you'll find out uh so anyhow um that's it for tonight i am s sadie burbank and i am Lacey montoya and we thank you for listening to don't get us started happy halloween and safe trick-or-treating oh yeah and don't scare the kids too bad and and give out nice treats yeah happy halloween bye-bye so there you have it. What's that? There you have it. Oh, damn it. Our scary show. <laughs> we hope you were terrified. <laughs> Weren't you scared? I still am. <laughs> it's so scary, this voice. Yeah. It's scary to think that you're going to bust it out every Halloween episode. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> You got nothing, dude. No, I got nothing. <laughs> I just sitting here baffled. Yep. Alrighty. Well, thank you for joining us for Flashback Fridays. Yes. I'm Rob. I'm Mike. And we'll see you next week. Bye.